Spores and Rodri's shit just all in piles. So uh Okay. That's that's where everything is. And speaking of shits in a pile, welcome to Stasis Lock everyone. This is episode one thirty five. Uh season one, episode three. Fires of the past. We will be taking a look at or we'll be giving our thoughts on the third episode of Beast Machine Season One. And we got some news and we got some nonsense. But before we get into all that, Mike, where can people find you at, man? Find me everywhere as Angry Mike. Perfect. Dalton? You can find me everywhere at Dalton Nance TF sucking on some halls. Oh, Ooh. my. <laughs> oh, Lord. Boy, your house is sucking. Sucking on them twos. Tyler, where can people find you at, man? All right, Tyler, cool. good talk. You find him everywhere at Ty Prime. He's a nice guy. Something, something Canadian. So, answer, but Lucy tries. All right, let's uh, let's try this again, but with halls. Mike, did you get anything this week? Um, I got a pop. Jesus, naturally. Which one was it? It was actually the uh, Hot Topic exclusive uh, Mysterio. Dude, how ridiculous <laughs> did you look going into a Hot Topic? No, I did. Well, I did go to Hot Topic, but I, this one I actually bought online, or I bought off the one off Facebook because the stores never get stuff in, or if they do, they're gone before I even get there. That's a that's a good cover. I can just see Mike walking into Hot Topic wearing wearing trip pants. I'm sure they still sell them. And uh, some T-shirt with bands that Tyler's listens to on it. Just, uh, where's your Where's your pops? And he's got like a fake lip piercing. Just where's your pops? <laughs> well, I also got um, Botcon 2005 Ratchet. I uh, saw that. Now, was it complete? No, it wasn't. No, it was missing the little radar gun thing. It was missing the uh, little. I think it's just a little arrow thing. It was missing. I thought. I'm not sure. But it's missing the weapon in the bio card instructions. And I asked him if if it was was it not complete, and he says, "Was it listed as completed?" I Ooh, said, I "What said, a dick!" I said, "Well, it wasn't. It was not not listed as complete." Wow! Yeah! Wow! So he got a big fat negative feedback. I would have. I would have at the very least given him neutral, but nope. Or negative. at least like definitely one starred his communication. Dude, oh, you're talking to angry Mike here. Everything's yeah. negative. I wouldn't like, like, I don't know. Like, man, there's, there's sometimes like, you know, I'm just you know, like trying to move shit on eBay and I'm just like, man, I don't care. So, you know, the, uh, the Megatron that I got that had the corrosion in it, I gave that a negative and then they, they freaking, uh, both of them gave me positive feedback and tell them how much of a horrible person I was. Ah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, dude, that sucks that, uh, buy that sellers can't leave negative feedback anymore. Like all you can do is just report the buyer, dude. Like eBay is a buyer's buyer's market. eBay sucks ass, yep. but it is what it is. Dalton, did you get anything this week? I got a cold and some of Josh's favorite candies. Oh, also this you. awesome shirt off of Ripped. Old man in it. Uh, is that Falcor? No, that is Haku from Spirited Away. Oh, okay, nice style of Mortal Kombat. I got you. See, I, I don't for for like it looked kind of like Falcor with some horns on it, and I was thinking that it was Falcor, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Falcor. So, well, Tyler, uh, did you get anything this week? Uh, you got some stuff in my house, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm gonna have some more stuff 
ship to your place to be honest. Um, uh, the stuff from Brian came in. For what okay, dope. Yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna hit him up tomorrow for the last payment of that shit. Um, no, I don't think I've gotten anything this week. I kind of redid some displays with like getting anything in. I just bought a Borderlands Handsome Jack figure, uh, McFarland figure. Uh, Josh Lawrence, who we had on last time, he uh, hit up a target for me and picked that up. So, shout out to him. And uh, I'm trying to get all my other bros out there to hit up a target for me and see if they have a zero, a claptrap, or a tiny Tina. And then I'll have I, them all. I don't think I would be against a, a claptrap. Um, like yeah. if, if I found one in the wild, I'd probably pick one up. Just because he's a he's an adorable little man, a little little trash can. Yes, man. We got to get back to playing some Borderlands. <sighs> God damn it! I know, I know. Uh, unfortunately, I'm working this weekend for reals, though. So that's fine. Yeah, I go back on afternoons this uh, next week. So, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. you you have uh, you have like Borderlands three to play with Dalton and Deluxe. So Borderlands two, three doesn't come out until September. Whatever I thought you guys, I thought you all just started playing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so I got the final three detolfs, and I spent the better part of the last two days like moving things around and getting them situated in. And like my floor is uneven, so whenever I got, I got the first one in, it was fine. I got the second one in, and it's like leaning this way ever so slightly, so it's not connected at the top. So I had to get some like cardboard, and I folded it up to put under the feet so it would be touching the other one at the top and kind of like lined up with it. And then of course I had to do that with the third one that I lined up. So now I've got those six. I just need to go get a black sheet and order the LEDs. I've got everything that I need to wire them up and the other side of my room will be finished, but I was putting stuff in the cases and like, I'm dude, I'm still out of room. Like I still don't really have a spot for um, my masterpiece beast war stuff. But I plan on building a custom case for that. Uh, I'm just going to get rid of the TV and entertainment center in there, move my Xbox to another room that already has a TV in it, and uh, do something something unique there, I feel. Nope. Um, I generally, I, I keep all my like video game figures with my video game stuff. So like around the, uh, the display, like how you have your Halo figures, it's kind of where I put all my video game stuff. Um, and like some shelves beside it and whatnot. So like, it's funny. Can... It's it's funny you mentioned that the Halo figures are part of the things that I put in the Detolfs. So really, like they're all That's just yeah. precedence over the Masterpiece Beast Wars. Interesting. Well, like I can't get them to I can't get them to fit. Like those alone uh, would take up like four spaces, and I'd want them to be like if if they were going to be in Detolfs, I'd want them to be in two Detolfs. I've got a temporary place to display them. It's just not behind glass, so I gotta dust them every so often. But like I don't have a place really for those and the Dinobot uh, shrine shelf thing. That I mean, I've I've got places for them, but it's just not definitely not where I want them to be long term. So it's just a. Uh, like after Robocon, I'm probably going to start uh, pricing out like materials and what I would need to all to have to do what I want for uh, for a custom place. That'll actually be able to accommodate, you know, top, you know, at least four shelves. And anyway, it, it just some other ideas that I've got going for it that I want to do. But 
that's something we can. Interestingly enough, I think I'm going to go back to bookshelves like either Billy's or Besta's and uh, like for some figures, because it's don't get me wrong. It's nice to have all my Beast Wars behind glass, but it almost doesn't suit them all. You know what I mean? Like it's almost too not too high class for them, but it's almost like they're out of their element, so to speak. I don't know. I think I think that opinion changes whenever you've got like all of them. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like if if you've just got a handful or maybe not all of them, then uh yeah, I would kind of say so, I guess. Like I don't know. Like me, I, f- I feel like they're perfect kind of where they are. My issue is I just want risers for um for my non-show stuff. Like the right. showcast looks great, I think. But the non-show stuff is maybe where it's like, okay, let's try to clean this up a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. Like the original seven um, from the first season and then the seven from the second season, those all look great behind a detail. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beast Wars Neo, the Beast Wars second stuff, great behind a detail. But like, so I have the comic stuff like what I call my quote-unquote season one comic stuff. Noctoro and Razor Beast, etc. Not Noctoro, but yeah, Razor Beast. Um, so you just have Wolf like Razor Cannon, Beast, like little little group. Cyber Shark, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all yeah. my season one organic stuff is in one shelf, and that's my comic stuff. And all my other transmetal stuff is on a different shelf, and so on and so forth. And then I have the stuff like... Um, like the Armada Predacons and the uh, the Beast Machines Dinobots. I still need to pick up the Armada Predacons. That may be something I'll look for in Cincinnati this uh, next weekend. I but like, say. I almost feel like they don't deserve to be behind glass because they're not. You know what I mean? I've got other. See, I would, I would put I the um, yet. I would put the Armada Predacons with the Blintrons. Because like I've got the Blintrons and the Black Lyo convoy together, and there's like plenty of room to stick the, you know, because they're like the the Armada Predacons are supposed to be like the four horsemen of Unicron, so I think they go with all that Unicron themed Japanese Beast Wars stuff pretty well. The only one that I would put on a different shelf would be Armada Predacon. I'd stick him with the Beast Wars Uprising stuff, which is essentially a shelf with like eighty five percent customs. It's not even you know, yeah, and then like the rest is I guess. Um, exclusives but uh either way or kind of retcon characters yeah and like that's that's something else man it's like uh, you know what what do i do with that because that's that's never a shelf that's going to be complete but it is lore that i enjoy do i just uh make a bunch of customs get them out of that glass and stick something else in that spot Uh, because that's i mean it's kind of where i'm like you know what do i do um, I have two shelves that like, or two, two spaces in the detoffs that I'm just not really like, they're just there to be there if that makes any sense. But it's, it's a bottom shelf and a second shelf or a third shelf, I should say. Um, and then I've got an empty space for the Stunicon job stuff from BotCon that I plan on getting and picking up. Uh, so that's kind of like spoken for, but I don't know if maybe. For those two spaces, I would just do uh, two other things, something, something that would fit in that allotted space that wouldn't be 
too scatterbrained or too out of element with each other, if that makes any sense. So True enough. But so I got those. I got uh, some cool stuff in my never-ending search for uh, Beast Wars paper media. I got the uh, Hasbro Toy Fair or Hasbro Pre Toy Fair 1996 catalog and the Hasbro 1996 Toy Fair catalog uh, that showed basically like the the Beast Wars product that they were rolling out that year at Toy Fair. I can't find any videos of Toy Fair. 96 like i can find a lot of stuff from uh i say a lot i can find some stuff like i found like videos for 95 which was cool and i think uh there were some there for like other things but i guess it's just not something a lot of people took those big chunky handheld uh camcorders to uh back in the 90s except for try and go after the dioramas next uh no man there's those things are probably all like in a landfill somewhere in ohio um that's something that I just want to make. Um, I was thinking the same thing. And it's like, like there's one, there's only one thing from that catalog that I want. And really, like the the pre TF, uh, the pre ninety six catalog, all it was was they were just like in a sandbox. Like there wasn't anything really around them uh, as far as like diorama stuff goes. But the only thing from Toy Fair I, I, I track down, I'm willing to pay stupid money for, is the uh, the Dinobot the custom painted different Dinobot. I'd like to get an orange tarantulas at some point too, but you know, that's, uh, it is what it is on those, but the others like the waspinator and, uh, just some of that other stuff in general, like I may just customize some of those and maybe have just a little different, uh, display set up. The only one I really, really want is the, the Dinobot. So, I think that's it. I got my, finally, uh, my Japanese Beast Machine Strika arrived at my uh, Yahoo Japan um, shipping partner warehouse. Excellent. They shipped that out to me. I should hopefully have it, if not the end of this week, maybe middle of of next week. Uh, Fingers crossed on that, because that's been forever, man. It was like two weeks before it even got there, and Anyway, I, I was I was uh, starting to have heart palpitations over it. I'll be looking I'll forward to get it Thursday while you're heading up to Cincinnati. Yeah, that would suck because I'm I'm putting off all those reviews until I do like the the show character via cons until I do get that striker. Mm. Um, and like like man, this, I need to I've find. I've been a, watching a, your other ones, man. You, you also need to do up more playlists because, like, motherfucker, I put on that one playlist just from the season one <laughs> shit, North American. And like yeah, I, I think fall asleep to that shit. I just give you views and pay you AdSense. So I think it's all North American. Thank you for helping me. Uh, You're welcome. The system. I appreciate I that. So, um, real quick, we have Billy Bones twenty or six twenty seven in the chat. What's going on? And oh, Matt Deluxe Baldwin is in the chat. Hey, bud. And we also have one one Joe C. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Or one Yo C. Uh, anyways, he said that the Armada Beast Wars are nice, like the colors, especially on Air Razor and Cheetor. Air Razor and Cheetor are definitely the best. The Rhinox yeah. is like, okay. Um, oh, man, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yes, what? I did. No, 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 they're all there. No, I was like, oh, man, because uh, the Air Razor and Cheetor have the same, almost the same color scheme. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I could put those with the Armada Predacons. I was like, wait, those are the Armada Predacons. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's what's the fourth one I'm missing? Pterosaur. Uh, pterosaur. Yeah, that's pterosaur. right. Yep. Completely, uh, completely spaced on that one for some reason. But yeah, man, I think they, I think they look cool as like a little unit. So, uh, let's see. All right, I got the Toy Fair stuff. So blah blah blah. And you a rock bubble there. Almost, man. I lost out on it. Like, I'm not gonna like some other dumbs can pay stupid money for a rock bubble Dinobot. Like, you know, I'll, I'll just wait for another one to to pop up ra- around a hundred or so. So, yeah, that went crazy. Missed it. Missed it. Anyways, we have some news. Before we get into our news, our friends over at Blackout and Shout uh, and Callout posted another verses for us. And here we go. So this week it's Cheetor versus Sunstreaker. A lot of people were just like, "Why not Cheetor versus Bumblebee?" Uh, I made the comment of, uh, "Well, Bumblebee can't even beat the brakes off of himself." So another Cheetor supposed to be the Caterpillar character, just like Bumblebee is. So that's my why I think Bumblebee should have been. Right, but I mean, like they're both yellow, they're both fast. I get, I get why I picked Sunstreaker. Yeah, and honestly, like if you're looking at toys, man, that even even the old masterpiece Bumblebee would lose out to the to the Cheetor engineering for sure. As far as like engineering goes, Sunstreaker's got it. Uh, but as far as like sure. just technology and paint applications go, dude, like Cheetor all the way. The yeah. uh, the digital print for the uh, for the spots is a uh, spot on smooth. Uh, like oh, he said it. Guess what? Yeah, dude. As far as characters go, though, man, like. I mean, Cheetor I think that's that's the thing. Like, I think Cheetor, like being as brash as he is, um, would get in a little too over his head. But at the same time, like Sunstreaker is a pretty arrogant dude too. Oh, yeah. So I think they would both mess it up for each other, and it would just be like a coin toss at that point. It'd just be um, a stalemate. That yeah, that that's that's how I'm looking at it. Mike Tyler, what what y'all got on it? Go ahead, Mike. Um, I was kind of in the same boat when I read up on it. I saw why wasn't it Bumblebee, but then I, I mean, I prefer Cheetor over it. I mean, I, w- I was never really a fan of Sunstreakers at all to begin with. I mean, my list of uh, who's who of G1 is very small, and he just didn't make it. I thought he was, he was kind of arrogant sometimes. Somebody, I think uh, Rob Brown posted the uh, the picture of IDW Sunstreaker saying, "I uh, I never lose" or something like that. <laughs> and like, I think like I think that was maybe during All Hail Megatron. And like after All Hail Megatron, uh, wheelchair for a long time. And so I just <laughs> I shared the picture of him being like, "And this is Bob when he's just like in his little Charles Xavier chair." So I was That's like, fun. man. Maybe maybe IDW Sunstreaker isn't the Sunstreaker you want to roll with on this one. I don't know. I think I'm going to go. I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know the character very well, Sunstreaker. I don't. I didn't know of his character. My only impression of him was just his classics mold. He was the other Lamborghini or Ferrari. 
or whatever. <laughs> um, as far as like character design, I prefer Beast. So is Beast Wars. As far as like technicalities go, like engineering for the, between the two masterpieces, I would imagine that Sunstreaker has engineering. But like like you said, man, like I think with paint and just overall look, I think Cheetor looks better. But that could also be my Beast Wars biased ass. So I don't well, know. I'm for- saying I'm saying Cheetor, but. Yeah, and for sure, like Sunstreaker does have its shortcomings, just that the vehicle Transformers masterpiece figures seem to have in, uh, in in their robot modes. Like they they're gonna have that that junky kibble hanging off, right. where like the Beast Wars stuff, it's like the exact opposite. The Beast mode mm-hmm. is what suffers, but the robot mode is flawless. And like that Sunstreaker, you can transform it, uh, like the the big intakes on his back can like fold completely in, and he's got opening doors and an opening hood, you know, all, all that kind of stuff just built in. Like, that's why from an engineering standpoint, for sure. But from like a, which looks best, uh, arguably even in both modes. Like I feel like Sunstreaker's robot mode shortcomings may be worse than Cheetor's cheetah mode shortcomings, but you know, it's uh not having the figure in hand also kind of plays a, Plays a part in that, Dalton, dude. When are you gonna defend your boy's honor? <laughs> Wait, what? what oh mean? my god! Is, oh ball. Jesus Christ! Is this okay, you know here or not? So, All right, we're gonna move it along. No, no, no. Being sick got nothing to do with it, boy. You've been brain dead for a long time. Let's move on. Jesus. So, anyways, that's from the Blackout and Shout Crew. Go check those guys out, Dalton. Yeah. Anyways, I already said that Cheaters got this like. Way at the beginning of that whole thing. That's a, it's a good cover. Yeah. Just okay. Real quick before we get into the news, uh, Kabar is in the chat. What's up, Kabar? And Chris said he'll be back when new toys come out. That's hilarious. So this oh. is that's his that's his uh, resignation then, right? Written, signed. <laughs> no, man. It's just uh, it's his vacation notice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, if Dalton said that, that'd be his resignation. So, yeah, but Chris was a founding member, and like that was a part of the, you know, the buyout was. Uh, he's always got a spot. You know, so he gets, he gets to retain that two percent. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, we do have some news this week. Uh, some like picture heavy news too. Not, I don't think it's quite as heavy as last week, but. We've got some painted black arachnia images from Transform Element. And again, with their uh, pretty cool little diorama thing going on. We still don't have a name, like a third-party name for her, do we? I think we do. I just, I'm not going to look up those names, and I'm not going to abide by those names. So they are forever non-third-party. Now, I do have a, a, a question. Like, you see the ball joint is painted here? Yeah. I don't you know, like, and the stem is too. I'm, I'm assuming like this has definitely got to be a hand painted mock up, um, but usually the hand painted stuff it comes out very close to the factory painted stuff, uh, especially with third party. So I don't know if um, like what that's going to be like. Is it going to be molded in uh, this sort of green, like the whole arm? Like that? It's strange that they painted it, but whatever. Uh, it does look pretty good. This, this I think, was like what edged me over the line. In, um, and I'm I'll, picking uh, them up. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna get yeah, her. Yeah. 
her in the rat trap. I wish they'd send me some of those test shots, but you know, whatever. Send me free shit, transformer element. Um, Chris said I'll be back when JX arrives. That's fair. I mean, we'll have a we'll have a full show. Hopefully, uh, Hangouts isn't dead because then we'd have to start, uh, you know, kicking bottom tier cast members off. Also, for long-lasting Stasis Lock member uh, fans, you can check Chris out at his show where they go over Lego. Uh, he prefers the less superior brand, uh, the, 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 the Bricklink stuff, where maybe that's not the, the system stuff, whereas the superior brand Technic will always shine through. But you can check his show out at uh, Building Onto It. Building, building up, up to it. it. Building yep. up to it. I was so close. You were, you were You're catching the Dalton today. We miss you, Chris. He said, "With everything means nothing in his tone." Now look at this backside. Like, I feel Ooh. like this may be for some weapon storage because she, no <laughs> she got no ass. Squats. She got no ass. Squats. She got that. She got that meth who her ass. Um, <laughs> he got the. <laughs> He called it a hooer. <laughs> yeah, man. She uh she ain't got no back. Jeez, um, call her a hussy and be done with it. Uh Juan in the chat said the chest does look uh kind of weird. And I do agree, like, you know, but on a legends scale figure, like I I don't know. And it, like a, a lot and of this I think has to do with the masterpiece having well, she's also more based physically on the toy, the original you toy. Know, you know what? I'm fine with it. If only because I get more basics. The only, like, here's the thing, though. Like, all her front, like, that's where all her back went to. All her back went all to her front. <laughs> so, it's uh, she's one of those that only has the T with no A. L- little to no A. Um, oh, Chris said, whatever, Tyler. I'll have fun at, Br- at uh, Skull Fest. That's okay. Keep running that mouth. I'll see you at TFCon, Toronto. Uh, no Bobby face for you. Did you say Toronto? Yeah, he's coming to Toronto. Oh, that's right. He is. Yeah, he, him, Gort, uh, Mike, and Vanessa are all coming. So I'll make sure to ask Vanessa if she's okay in person because hey. I can do that. You're welcome. The uh, the White Knights appreciate it. So, all right. Moving along, we've got uh, Matrix Workshop. Uh, this is a dude. I don't know if this is gonna be a. Uh, oh man, <laughs> Black Arachnia is Brie Larson. That's funny. That's true. Okay. Okay. Cancel pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's definitely uh, Captain- the, the the MP one is the stunt double. That's the uh, yeah yeah. This is this is a uh, Captain Marvel uh, spider if I've ever seen it. All right. Matrix Workshop, I believe, like, we'll get into some more pictures later, but I think they are more of a, like, garage company similar to, like, Shockwave's lab. I think Uh, so, just based on some of the pictures we see later. Right, where they 3D print some of the stuff, and, like, I've only got the one thing from Shockwave's lab. I'm waiting on the, the other thing to come in, but, like, it came to me in bags, which is fine. Like, if if they're if they can save cost on packaging... I'm I'm for it, but this is an upgrade kit for the Power of the Primes Optimal Optimus. So, real quick, we see we've got the sword, the shoulder cannons, and the guns. But we also have these this little gun. It's, uh, shoulder cannons for little primal. Yeah, oh, is it shoulder wrist, cannons for little and primal? wrist cannons for little primal. 
Yep. Oh, uh, okay. I thought these um, were for the big one. And I was like, I don't remember the big one having the wrist cannons. Depending on price. And I mean, Dalton, you could probably tell me about Shockwave's lab, right? Have you, you dealt with them before? Uh, once, I think. Okay. Do they come painted or are they unpainted? They yeah, come painted. painted. Except yeah. for like the little handles for the guns. Yeah, which... yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get to it. So here shows that like everything can kind of combine. So this one has both of the swords on it. You know, on each of the peg holes, you got the big cannon. It looks like the wrist mounted launchers are on pegged on both sides. This one is minus swords and it has the, uh, the shoulder cannons for the little boy on, uh, both sides. So there's that. And here they are painted, but again, very similar to shockwaves lab, uh, the Cheetor and, uh, transmetal Cheetor like straightened out tail axe and the rat trap gun. The handles are white. I don't see an issue with it. Um, but some people may find that discomforting. You know, I don't know. Like, your mileage will vary on that, I guess. So, but no paint scrapage at the very least. Exactly. Shout, out, shout out to DNA Designs. Well, shout out to their throne kit because their regular kit was uh, pretty much perfect. There it really? is. Sword again. The, uh, the handle and then this little peg here for storage are unpainted. Here's everything. Uh, oddly enough, like so, we know that the the back peg plugs into the guns, but it's painted, which I think is strange. Um, Probably because when it's on him, it's so not pegged in somewhere. I have a question. Is this not the third company to do more just aesthetic uh, upgrades like guns and swords and all that jazz? Is it, well, I know DNA is not. I mean, that's let that's me what... get to my point. As far as like guns and weapons and accessories, um, that's all we've gotten so far, right? Uh. Well, from no. The DNA um, for this one, for this specifically. Oh, for for optimal Optimus. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just been like like guns and stuff, and that's like as soon as we got to the to the end where we started seeing the rest of this. Like I also wanted to touch on this, but um, the like the lack of making this decent, like doing that's what something I'm more. That that's, that's what, I'm what that's what's like. You know why? Why haven't we found a third-party company? We have had third-party companies. Shout out to Fans Project. Third-party companies take a fucking turd uh, combiner Bruticus and turn that thing into a piece of art. You know what I'm saying? We've had uh, the same thing with their superior. I don't know if that was Fans Project or not. The Superior upgrade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why can't we get a gorilla for our handicaps Optimus Primalolos? That was a handicap version of oh, primal. Whatever. Uh, like I said, man, I don't know. Like, needless to say, like I'm out on this because, like, I've already got the DNA kit. This is this is one of those deals. Like, I think this is supposed to be pretty cheap. Um, but again, like they were so late to the game announcing it. I think most people already have the DNA kit that comes with the guns and the swords. Price uh, will be my deciding factor. Yeah. I think price will be money because I'm not paying seventy bucks for 
the upgrade kit from DNA. Not a chance. Yeah, this yeah. will probably be like $30, $40. Right, well, the, and the DNA kit was split between two two separate deals. It gave you the arm shields, and you got the, the bigger wings and the wheel for the front mode and the wheels that would go on the back so you could get right, at least the throne all of the, the Throne of the Primes version was the cost of the friggin' figure itself. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I guess, like, yeah, I, I got both of them, but like ultimately the hands for the throne version killed it because it pulled away that gold paint on the guns. Uh, Kabar had mentioned that white handles is greater than paint chips, and that's that's I, I absolutely agree. Like I don't think I would hold the white handles against this kit. I think the thing I'm holding against this kit is that it's just a day late, a dollar short. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, they've got the the stock cannons attached to these cannons, which are pegged in on the back here. And then the I like that the little cannons for primal can attach. I like that everything can There's attach. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see, okay, yeah, they got they even got the little wrist mounted guns here. So everything you know, nothing's gonna be like left off anywhere, which is nice. This looks silly uh, with the top the of the guns. Of the <laughs> yeah, that is a little goofy. The orange, I think, is a. At least, like this orange is a good match, but this orange is kind of dark. Yeah, man, could maybe that could be. Too. Yeah, could very well be the lighting for sure. I like it that it has the uh, little extra accessories for the little prime. That's the only reason I would maybe pick it up, depending on price. Chris, I mean, you, I, like you. Uh, I got all the other stuff already. I was gonna say, Chris, you ain't getting the the hands for the orange one. They were uh, they were nice. Here they are, just uh obviously unpainted 3d printed stuff you know but I, it, it shows kind of in contrast to the painted stuff like what all exactly is new i i gotta say i do like that baby primal with the handguns and the shoulder cannons and the swords i think that looks really slick what's funny is like they've completely removed his backpack too or like the yep. the piece like i mean they they know it's an issue just make the freaking monkey or yeah. you know even turn it into like a little rocket car or something I'm, o- I'm okay with, with that. I'm okay with a with a Botcon 06 homage. Like I feel like that's also fair. One of those two things, just something that isn't a, a block. But I mean, even if they need to reutilize this piece, this chess piece, which that's something else, man. Like, just give me a whole new thing that slots on and transforms into something else. You know, um, like yeah. uh, something that's orange. First of all, I've got the dry the dry transfers, but. Even like like the first set that I tried putting on, they were just super poor. Like the, it was not at all like the first experience I had with dry transfers from uh, Hasbro Asia. But this I do like. I like how the gun becomes like a elongated rifle. I think it's neat. It's neat, but I don't think it's necessary. No, for sure. Also, I don't like how the. Uh... How the cannons now contrast with the uh, silver of the figure. That's kind of annoying. I like them darker because the the original toy, his cannons were darker. Yeah. Opposed to, which I mean, his whole backpack was, but I mean, opposed to anything else that was gray on it. And the backpack was darker, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess. I don't know. All right. This is some. this is an old picture is what I was trying to get at uh, about a year ago, like shortly before MP Dinobot came out, this company model 
who's put out a few things already, was uh, they announced they were going to do the the two pistols, the rifle, the uh, ammo belts, and the hammer for Dinobot. A lot of time went by. We didn't hear anything about it. And some new images surfaced. I didn't even know it was them because I, I canceled my model pre-order as soon as I saw these images, only to find out that it was model just to re-pre-order it. But uh, <laughs> we finally have some solidity here. And we can see, uh, again, like the only thing we have to compare it to is Shockwave's lab. Uh, the ammo belt is actually painted, where theirs is just solid gray. Uh, the holsters for the pistols are actually painted, or at least a, a color that isn't white. And you get two instead of the one, and it, you know, it works for both sides. The rifle, I can't hate on the, the Shockwave's lab rifle. It's, I mean, I think it's it's decent enough. But we get a hammer, finally, for those of us who rather enjoy Code of Hero. Uh, we, we finally get the uh, the hammer here. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that this metallic, like, silver rock. Yeah, they should have done with, like, a pearl or something. I mean, even, like, what? white or gray. Pearlescent, kind of like a... No, it shouldn't be shining at all. It's a fucking rock. Chris said they have almost as many Dinobot stands as me. I think that's actually the Shockwaves Lab Dinobot stand. Um, they they had put a couple of those out. So there we go, man. No. That's that's sharp. I think, I think it's a rock. I don't think it should be painted any sort of metallic or pearl. I think it should be a matte rock color. I agree. That's Fuck that's my my one complaint. My my single complaint is the just the. The color of that, but surprised you didn't suggest it was painted candy. Get out of here with that <laughs> shit! Shut the fuck up! Oh, you to eat it? <laughs> as he as he cracked as he cracked his uh, diabetes free beer. Well, the the, uh, the halls have kicked in on him. So, Kabar said a little dry brush would fix it, and that's true. But look at this ammo belt, man. This ammo belt is amazing. I'll be back in little, two seconds, guys. Little bitty paint apps on the bullets here. That's the, you know holding them in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And of course the, the pistols look nice. And again, here's our shiny rock. For no good reason. And then there's another one. Here we go. Look at this uh it reminds me kind of of Stormbreaker, like obviously, or Stormbreaker reminds me of the Dinobot hammer right. from Code of Hero, I should say. But like even like the way the the wraparound up here is, like I was real close to picking up the Infinity War Thor just to give Dinobot that Stormbreaker. And there's that. Now we get to see him with the stuff on him. So let's see. Here's the holsters. I don't know. Are they supposed to? I guess that maybe keeps them from scratching the paint on the figure. I don't. I don't know why they're up instead of down. Maybe they can be both ways. No, that's the part. No, that's the part holding the uh, the belt together. Go no. back a couple pictures. Go back a couple pictures. Right there, top left. See it? Well, no, no, no. See, like, look. This has got to. Oh, you think you think the holsters hang off of the belt? 
Right. Instead of plug into the yeah okay, yeah because there's nowhere for them to uh to plug in here on the thighs. I got yeah, you. Of course, I'm just I'm shooting from the hip. I don't even have this. Figure. No, like that that makes sense as to why there's so many holes in the belt. You know, right? You got the the different holes there. Okay. Yeah, man, look at you go. So he's just old age for nothing. Like I said, man, and of course, like the gun slung across his back, man, like. Dude, I need to track down one of those uh, oversized uh, transmetal rat traps until we get a proper masterpiece transmetal rat trap. That looks killer. Trying to read what this says. Warrior armed. Warrior. Warrior. Versus. Warrior versus armed. I don't know. I guess that's what that says. Last war. I guess yeah. like maybe these are the, the people that took the pictures of it, but uh, everyone is uh pit- Warrior versus Arms. There you go. Warrior versus Arms. All right. She's everyone got better eyes than I do. Nice. It also says Last War, if that counts for anything. Yeah, and Kuzang image. So, oh, yeah, like I said, everyone's like like the, the story that, that shared these photos pitched it as model um so that's that's kind of what I'm going with, unless we find out some some other things otherwise. But I'm just going to assume that's that's them. So there is that, and that's that's it for our news. Yeah. So I'm really curious as to what the uh, the rat trap is going to look like. In fact, I'm going to take a look at the Shozy uh, store real quick. Is that where you pulled the black arachnia from? No, the black arachnia I pulled from Facebook, but Transform Element updated it on their Weibo, and I checked their Weibo. I checked Transform Element and JX Figures uh, Weibos today, and they hadn't posted anything. So that's where we're up. We're currently to date on those. <clears throat> okay. So. Yeah, they don't even have that up for pre-order. Uh, the Black Arachne is up for pre-order. Right, but, yeah. I'm sure we'll see the rat trap after, after that kind of goes through. I hope so, but, man. I, that's where the money is for me. Because that, that was my first Beast Wars car- or Beast Wars toy. So, like, that has was Black Arachne? No, no, no. It was, uh, rat Trap. Oh, Rat Trap? I got you. Yeah, that was my first Beast Wars toy. So, like, any Rat Trap toy I'm going to buy immediately. I still got to track down the Takara one. I don't... Um... Uh, which car? Uh, either or, probably both. Like original or legends? No, 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 no. The le- the uh, the legends. The, oh, okay, the, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the thrilling thirty one. Yep. Okay. Maybe I should track down the Takara original. Is there any difference to it? Uh, for, like legends or? No, no, no the Takara original. Well, yeah. there was there was one. The one that came out first was the same as the Hasbro Kenner, and then the green sticker one actually had the red eyes and the the painted head. So, um, oh. yeah, in like six months, whenever we get around to his beast banging, we'll uh, we'll take a, a closer look at at those differences. Maybe we should save his beast banging until the third party one comes out. Or even the masterpiece, because it may be announced by then. Maybe, yeah, dude. If that's if that's just how it falls, everything's kind of fucking perfect. I hope so, at the very least. But uh, 
Cool. We should ha- all have watched Beast Machines Episode 3 at some point throughout the week. I did. And An hour ago. Should have taken some notes. That's fine. I watched it this morning. I watched it this afternoon. I watched it at work. So, Dalton. Is way of telling you he doesn't do his job? Oh, uh, <laughs> no. I, I was doing my job. My job is just kind of hanging out. Um. Uh, so, uh, episode summary, real quick, was uh, who are you? And that's it for the episode summary. Dalton, what's your notes? Uh, first one, I'd kind of like to see where or what at what point in time Prime had the golden discs. I got that just one based too. On that, yeah, just based on the statue. And uh, so, Black Ragni is the one having fever dreams in this series, as opposed to Cheetor. Oh, you're talking about when she was in, yeah, when she was in robot mode, having the yeah. visions. Yeah. Adds to the whole witch thing, I think, pretty well. Uh, how, how does Megatron not know about his own body? Like, how he, he asks what's going on with the, the status on his, you know, carrying his beast mode, and then he transforms, oh, I, th- I thought you got rid of it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how the fuck do you not know about this shit? Uh, I mean, do you just? I mean, when you're a fucking boss, you delegate that shit. Ask Chris. Yeah, that's why you. That's why you hire a little science drone. You're like, hey, shit's wrong with me. Figured like that's that's like you feel sick. You go to the doctor, right? Like, you don't know if it's cold or if it's the flu. Yeah, usually, you, you get to see or you know get informed about it or you get put under. Maybe he's fucking blind. That's why he's got the face mask. Don't show. You say it. You saying just because he's a little ill, they should just put him down? Fucking able <laughs> man. <laughs> wow, he rage quit. I'm still here. Oh. No, I was talking about Brian. Oh. Uh, we got a lot of primal rage in this episode. He is pissed. Yeah, that was one of my notes too, man. Like he needs to, he, like primal really needs to relax. And uh, I always found it kind of interesting with the generals how they. Even in robot or vehicle mode, have moving heads that can just look around. They all have that. Yeah, he's, he just, he's just said that, Tyler. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought he said just the generals. My bad. The generals. I thought it was... And uh, shout out to Canada for Jetstorm saying beasties. <laughs> I didn't. That one I didn't catch. That's a good Dalton note. That's a. That's a solid Dalton note. That's a hundred percent a Dalton note. For <laughs> yeah. That's that's the fire I was waiting on. And it's, I I can see it with the drones, but I don't understand how the generals did not see Rat Trap right in front of them, even though he was in beast mode. That just didn't make any sense. He wasn't really right in front of them, though. He was. Well, in... they didn't even hear him either. Uh, he was quiet. He was a. Uh, I surrender right there Why too. Him. Yeah, but he was kind of like saying it like under his under his Bruce. breath, sort of. Yeah, and Jetstorm like Jetstorm strikes me as the the talk and everyone kind of guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he's Vegeta. That's that's no. fair. Oh, maybe. Well, I mean, dude, Jetstorm yes. talks all the trash, so I could see that. Well, he's voiced by the same actor, isn't he? That's Brian no. Brown. No. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Chris Sabat. I don't know. Maybe it was the Vegeta. No one cares to remember. Probably like the that's ocean. Note. Yeah, that's a super Dalton note. That's that's fifth tier Dalton note. 
Shut the fuck up. You know you love him. That's Super Saiyan three. A Vegeta never insane. That's Dalton. That's why I want you. That's why I always have you go first. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else, Dalton? That's it. All right. Uh, so I'll go ahead and go. This show (laughs) keeps looking more and more like reboot. Ten seconds in, fuck G one. Yeah, with like all the like the like just the dark kind of like cityscapes. It reminds me very much of uh, whatever that city was called reboot in reboot season three, mainframe. Yeah, it was called the mainframe, wasn't it? Yeah, that only ha- that only happened in I think it was the second or third season after Bob was taken uh, to the web. Yes, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, because the first season was well, like, you, like, you see, like just the. The cityscapes, yeah, and then like the drones moving, and like not necessarily from a like dark or light kind of aspect, but just from like mm-hmm. the way things looked, shapes, shapes. It just reminded me more and more of reboot. The, the design, yeah. Ten seconds in, fuck G one. They blew that statue of Prime straight to hell, <laughs> and uh, also Optimus Prime was. Most well known for holding the oversized golden discs. I also wanted to point out that uh, for the uh, like the archives where they were trying to to kind of go and get stuff from, those doors just had several golden discs like on them, like painted on them. This is laden in golden discs. Yeah, like you mean there wasn't just the one? Down about died for nothing. I don't know. Uh, I like the. <laughs> Oh my god, that makes it so much worse when you put it like that. Yeah, no, man. I um but like in theory though, that means like there would be there would be like maybe that's just how they kept track of their history was through these just golden discs. And like that was the one that had, you know, yeah. alien stuff and human stuff on it, because humans I don't know, stretching. Uh the transitions, I liked that they were like very comic panel like transitions. Um, like I did enjoy that quite a nice. bit. Yep. Like when Jet Storm's chasing Black Arachnia and it just cuts to that one panel in the corner with Black Arachnia still running, but Jet Storm's talking now. Right. And even, even at the beginning where Primal is kind of like between fighting and on the run, you kind of get that split there. I thought that was right. Right, right. So, um, the. Uh, whatever happened to just terrorize? What? Whatever happened to just terrorize? Uh-huh. Like the single, the, single the callouts. Yeah, the callouts. They all, they yeah, all got they changed it up. Yeah, Jetstorm has afterburn. Thrust has or o- overdrive. Overdrive and takeover has uh, pulverize. Yeah. So, I think that I don't know. I think that's just a little too much. I'll I'll touch on that when I get to my notes. Um, the montage shot, or I guess just like them introducing themselves, Jetstorm the crazy, Thrust the cool, and Tinkor the dumb. And yeah. I also wanted to know why Black Arachnia's web is like green when it's fresh, but blue once it's like set a while. Did anyone else catch that? Uh, uh, probably the organic. It's, the, it's the mold set again. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um my favorite line in the entire episode came from Rat Trap. 
uh, when they were, you know, they were, they were like, he, he asked Black Lightning what she was looking for, and then he asked her if it was bigger than a floppy or smaller than a mainframe. Bounce, <laughs> <go>, wow, wow. <laughs> so that also made me miss the uh, the late '90s, early 2000s. Rest in peace, floppy disks. Yo, for real. And um, as far as a continuity note, um, it's interesting that they couldn't remember Silverbolt or Rhinox. Um, just being like another side effect of the virus. Like, like I know they couldn't really remember where they came from, but they, they seem to have recalled each other whenever they saw them. So I like at that point, I thought that at least they still remembered, you know, who all their teammates were. Um, See, okay, so to that, I think, um, to that point, I think that the only reason they recognized each other is because of visual recognition. I don't think their memory, like, aside from, like, if they hadn't met each other, I don't think Prima would have remembered Cheetor or Black Arachnia or Rat Trap. I think <laughs> seeing them and having their memory jogged like that in person was probably the deciding factor. Right. And it kind of, because, like, she, Black Arachnia just saw the images from the that little uh, shuttle from the Ark that they arrived on. Right. Uh, you know, she she just saw the images of both Rhinox and Silverbolt, and like she was like, "Oh, Rhinox, oh Silverbolt." So right, and she was getting whispers, but she didn't know who from or where from. Yeah, um, we're Black Arachnia, whatever. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Overall, though, I, I like how this episode continued to sort of build the mystery while also giving some subtle clues as to uh, what exactly happened. Uh, that's something, man, I love Beast Machines because to me, Beast Machines, the story was a lot tighter knit than even Beast Wars. You know, Beast Wars, like, it was a tight story, but there were still episodes for, like, you know, standalone things to happen uh, where, where Beast Machines seemed to have flowed kind of, like, off of each episode, uh, I feel. You know, there there were still some gaps. It's not as tight as Transformers Prime because Transformers Prime like literally just went episode to episode telling that story. Um, but Beast Machines, I, I feel like story wise, is just tighter knit. So somewhere Chris is retching. So, <laughs> oh, dude, Kabarsen a floppy disk emoji in the uh, in the chat. <laughs> Anyone wants to check out some of that retro, some of that retro grade technology? Go on and get you some of that. Go look at that chat. So, Probably buy them for three cents on eBay. Dude, I think I still have a floppy disk around here somewhere. Just watch them charge you $10 for shipping. Yep. We call that retro tax. Mike, what about you? What, what notes you got, bud? Um, <clears throat> the, 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 what I really like about this episode was the... Um, the uh, kind of like the flashback, and you know, seeing the shuttle again, you know, given like a kind of like a, another history, a history lesson, I guess you'd say, you know, them not knowing the past, you know, teammates and everything. The shuttle with the and, chrome turned all the way up on it, right? Because yeah. that shuttle was not that chrome at the end of uh, Beast Wars season three, right? But Megatron <laughs> also wasn't fucking patchy. Uh, what's her name? Fucking the. Not Pippi Longstocking, uh, Raggedy Ann, uh, Raggedy Ann. Yeah, but I was like, like, dude, that makes sense. Though. Like, time had gone by after he. No, had it doesn't been make yanked... sense. It's the animation style, dude. No, he had been yanked out of space, out of transwarp space, and assumingly landed on Cybertron 
uh, Dick first. And yeah. of course he's going to be patchy. Of course he's going to have like some, you know, like he left an atmosphere strapped to the hull of a spaceship. Um, he's going to be a little messed up. But yeah, like, for that spaceship, for that you... spaceship to look clean doesn't make too much clean. sense. There was patches missing it out was of that. Polished. But it was, man, it was. It was like, dude, uh, polished to the nines. It was a giant Taylor, white patch think. hanging out of it. What are you talking about? When it exploded, you can see it plain as day. There's a giant white patch in it in the hull. Yeah, you know, was said landing dick first hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bigger you, you truck you, you gotta understand, Tyler. Megatron's been trying to purge his body of this beast mode. He's been trying to do anything he can to get rid of it. So sure, he's gonna but have his all colors were never that vibrant. He had a more metallic sheen. Like it, it, it goes on. What I'm saying is, it's the animation styles, the design choices that they chose. Like he's less metallic. I mean, yeah, I get it. He looks flat. He is, and and yeah. that he was in Beast Wars. He's what? He's less metallic in Beast Machines than he was in Beast Wars. That's but the, exactly the shuttle, what I'm saying. But the, the thing I'm saying is the shuttle is way more metallic in Beast Machines than it was at the end of Beast Wars. Which is fine, because that's the style of animation they were going for. It's that doesn't make any optical. sense. You're right. It doesn't. But that's what they did. You know what else doesn't make sense? No, no, no. What doesn't make sense is how... spiritually transform. But is, here we are. How, <laughs> we're, how we're agreeing. Like, how we're, how we're trying to, like, how we're both disagreeing. Like, well, shiny shuttle and busted robots, that's the design. No. We're, we're turning into an episode of Beast Machines at this point with all the bickering. That's a Dalton note. That is Mike tier seven Dalton note. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. I lost my concentration. You're talking about how you liked how they... uh the shit. Well, that didn't idle. How, well, how I, they, like... Yeah, the, the flashbacks? The flashbacks, that's what I like about it because we see it throughout the season, I believe, and you know, we saw it in Beast Wars. I always liked the little nods, uh, flashbacks, and stuff of that nature. Another thing that happened in this episode, which would go back to my notes from episode one, was in episode one, I had said how all of them, you know, Cheetor and Black Ragnar and um, Rat Trap were handling all of the Viacons and everything going on in that fight. But Primal was stressing fighting over that one Viacon. And in this episode, he is like running through them like the Kool-Aid man through the wall over these vehicles. <laughs> to, he's to just call, running them over. To call back Beast Wars, he uh, he learns a new body really fast. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I he changes him up enough. That he did. Yeah, I just thought, you know, more the point of you're the biggest one, but you can't handle this little motorcycle, but you know, two episodes later, he's running through them like no one's bizwax. But I again, mean, like, he had just learned his body at that point. So, like, he just got it. And in that same episode you're talking about where he's struggling with the one, he also uh, reaffirms his position after he throws that one away and just bitch slaps two more right out of the way that were running at him head on. Right. So. Um, another thing you had mentioned, like, seeing the, the planet and stuff like that, Mike, that is something, uh, like, in Beast, in Beast Wars that we actually saw was, you know, if, if Megatron gets his way, blah, blah, you know, I think it was season one where it just shows the nemesis flying over Cybertron, just busting it up. Just and, dropping uh, bombs. and it's, it's while it's very similar looking, it is definitely more stylized Metropolis like. And of course, like we were kind of seeing it from a higher up perspective and not necessarily on the ground perspective. But I do like that they they still kept it similar enough from 
the the image of Cybertron that they kind of rendered for Beast Wars. Right. And it's just, you know, yeah. boots on the ground style now. Tyler, what you got? So my notes, I didn't write anything down, but I did take some key because I, I watched all three episodes back to back because um, I haven't I wasn't able to be on for the last uh, two episodes. So some key notes that I had really was I really love the animation style of this show. And I'm really upset by like just how the writing, not that I hate the writing. I absolutely love the writing, but I hate how the writing didn't take off with the fans as much as I maybe believe it should have. I think it was a little ahead of its time. And I think there was some decisions that they made, like even just in these three episodes, the decision that they made that could have been better made differently. Um, I had the uh, pleasure of watching this in 4K on my brand new TV. And I got to tell you, that is an interesting experience for this show. Everything is so clean. It's so crisp. And like the movements, some of them, are, you know, some of the movements are really campy because it's still part of the times. I was going to say movement, like, yeah, it's not still not quite 4K, but having the, right. the, the technology to view it as crisp as possible. Right. And, and like that, that goes for, for Beast Wars too. Like that's, you know, whenever I ripped the Beast Wars uh, DVDs onto my laptop, like I made sure like I kept all of the quality intact. Right. Um, for the, for the video. Um, but like some moments that gave me, I don't want to say, I don't want to overrepresent it, but uh, a couple moments that gave me chills, like literal chills watching just because it was like, I was watching it for the first time again. Uh, being in this type of quality when they first enter the matrix and then come back out reformatted uh, not so much primal but when you when it's that bright light and you just see the silhouettes coming out of the light like because it was so crisp it just like it brought me back to being a kid again man like it was <laughs> it's it was it's like how we imagined moment. it watching Holy it on God. like a terrible projection screen television absolutely with absolutely and yeah but, another, but seeing it in our mind's eye, like that's that's what it looked like to us. But like seeing it now, like on a yeah, like on a, like in high def, right? Uh, certainly. And another great moment uh, that I picked out was actually from this episode here, where uh, Primal and Cheetor bust through the roof and they fall down onto the floor um, to save Black Arachne and Rat Trap. And when Primal like Primal comes down and then he lands and then he just kind of like looks. That moment is so badass, just spe like especially with the quality that I was watching it at. But just like he just lands and right to business, and it's you know there's no middle time in between it, and it just it that moment just clicked perfectly. Um, some kind of downsides that I have is uh, well, first as far as story goes with the upsides, I like that Primal was angry in this episode because to me it showed that he is. He is overwhelmed with the stress of not only losing members of his crew, but that he's returning to a decimated Cybertron that he thought he'd be able to save, that he thought he'd come home to and be welcomed in. And you got to remember, these guys are still regaining their memories. So this is all new information coming out of Bot that remembered Cybertron a specific way that is now dealing with and also trying to process the death of the whole planet on top of, you know, feeling the real of uh, losing his former teammates. Right. So the pressure's getting to him. And this is why I love the writing of Beast Machines. The pressure's getting into him, and you can feel that in the character growth. 
Um, another one that I liked was – sorry, do you want to touch on that? Uh, well, just real quick, we had something before we – from it. Um, Sportimus had mentioned Cybertron never has daylight, but it's like it has dusk, which is kind of strange. Or, or or would it be dawn? Like, like I, I, at least in this episode, like you could see where the sun was maybe either setting or starting to rise in the distance. Um, yeah. Just kind of the uh, – like like at the edge of – the, the cityscape and, and the sky uh, cryotech's custom uh, pointed something out too that you know like the issue that I know uh, something I'd brought up I think either season one or, or episode one or episode two of, of uh, beast machines was like it's always nighttime but even in that beast wars episode in yeah. Cheetor's dream like Cybertron was still dark so it may just like not be orbiting a sun you know or a star or whatever yeah, so Right, yeah, and that's that's also completely true too. I I would guess that they that in Shior's dream that was quote unquote Cybertropolis, but uh, I, and I can almost you know I, I, I believe that's where they are in Beast Machines right now. In a way, to kind of explain that too is like this is a mach- this is a machine made planet, so yes. the gravity could be a manufactured gravity. You know, everything around this could be built and manufactured by these beings instead of naturally. Uh, develop like a normal planet would be mm-hmm. and Entirely. we come later to find out that the planet is uh, is in self a transformer so take with take of it what you may um but to go back to my go back to my next point uh the the next part of growth that i really enjoy is cheetor cheetor is my favorite character through beast machines just because you really get to see like not only do you have the memories of cheetor and beast wars where he grew up from like a as he put it, like a dippy cub, and then grew up uh, through his teenage or his preteens, like 12, 13, I'd put the age at, when he went transmetal and, you know, finding girls and all that kind of bullshit, and still honing his skills to um, uh, to transmetal 2, where he kind of became like a young adult. In Beast Machines, you get to see his character really mature not only through the first three episodes he's a man for real throughout the whole three or throughout the the whole series of beast machines and i really i'm really enjoying seeing uh cheetor's character develop more and more and just kind of move towards a seasoned veteran of war instead of you know mainstaying as the the childish type of character that he was Right, like like in in Beast Wars, like it it was it was all varying degrees of uh, not not necessarily childishness, but you know, like like you said, you know, uh, adolescence, you know, young teens, and yeah. then you know, young adult, late teens, and and now like he's just not making all those rash childlike decisions anymore. Instead, he's he's hanging back, playing things smart, and and looking at things uh, with a more well seasoned eye. A hundred percent. For sure. So the two parts that I don't like about Beast Machines, which is kind of ironic, is the other two characters I have a huge problem with. So Rattrap, right off the get-go, I'm not even like it's not even spoiling anything. Right off the get-go, because he can't transform, you're seeing Rattrap, who is a master or a, a skilled pilot or something, a master marksman and a demolitions expert, or a stealth fighter, a master marksman and a dis- demolitions expert. Becomes such and a coward. Guy. Yeah, becomes such a coward 
because he can't transform. And then Black Arachne is hurling insults at him and he takes them personally and he leaves. And then now he's got to go rescue her. But like you're, you're seeing those cowardice traits from Rat Trap. And I well, really I feel hated like, that throughout the I, series. I feel like, you know, like, like just to kind of touch on those, those aspects of him, uh, you know, especially the whole, uh, like cowardice that you, that you were kind of uh, mentioning um, mm. like he's like spies typically don't operate out in the open. And like, that's the only way they can get business handled is by being out in the open. True. Um, but spies are also not so emotionally wounded. So true. Easily. But like, let's, let's touch on the emotionally wounded part. Uh, this, this is all still pretty fresh to them. Like this is what you would think a fresh trauma would be like. They have not had any time to relax since beast wars and then however long they were on cybertron after the uh the the virus that megatron had had let loose and reverted them back into their organic bodies uh all they knew was fear and hiding so from beast wars then losing their memories and then fear and hiding like there's no there's no time to take a breath and like really just be like okay uh like where where's my center how do i how do i uh you know Right, be me essentially. Okay. That's how I, that's how I look at it. You that's, know, that's a lot of people don't think viewed that aspect. Yeah, no, that's an interesting perspective. I'd never thought of it like that because I was always because I always remember Rat Trap being the you know he had the quick wit and he you know he never took insults personally. He always brushed them off in Beast Wars, but because of the memory glitch, I didn't even take that in, into consideration because I've always taken Rat Trap sort of for granted as a character, being that he's so. Maybe not well-rounded, but he's so, um, you know what I mean? He's got very thick skin. And I didn't ever see him become so cowardly in the first three seasons of Beast Wars. It was kind of, um, I guess, way too different. He also also had a really really good support system in Beast Wars between just his teammates. You know, he had Rhinox, Mm -hmm. Primal, uh, Dinobot. You know, he had Cheetor looking up to him. like there was just there was just a lot, but like Cryotex Customs even uh, mentioned, uh, like he he was in the Beast Wars and he saw you know warrior warriors like like Dinobot like just die. Uh, yeah, and he yeah. mentioned like a demigod like Tigerhawk didn't survive it either. Um, he's just like imagine just how hopeless he feels. Um, that's you know, true. so he's got PTSD. Basically, like that's yeah, Cryotex Custom and Sportimus. I would man like. He, but you got to think like, that they don't remember. Correct, they don't remember. But what they do remember is fear and running. Like they lost, okay. they lost their memories. Yeah. True, but like they, they still remember that you know, just essentially being scared at every turn. Because like that first episode of Beast Machines, that was straight fear. Like they didn't know what yeah. to do other than run away and try their level best just to get out of the way. Hundred percent. Okay, that no, that makes. And you know what? I think that kind of that kind of sums up. Um, what I was going to say about Black Arachnia and kind of explains that to me because I didn't, I didn't really like Black Arachnia's character up until this point too, but I never thought of, I never put them in the same shoes as I did Primal and Cheetor. Right. Well, see, like, that's the thing. Like I see, I view like, like obviously everyone handles, you know, post-traumatic stress differently. And for him, he nutted up, you know, rat trap and like Primal, it made him angry. So angry, you know, just like, 
Well, Survivor's Guilt, right? Yeah. Oh my dude. god, man! There's levels to this fucking. There show. are, dude. There are like <laughs> it, it's it is like man, like people people look at him like I don't like what they did with my Beast Wars characters, but like really and truly, they like evolved. Like they really showed that they are more than just uh, robots meant to do war. So. You got anything else, Tyler? Um, the only other moment that just came back to me was the moment where you see the line of tankors uh, all transform one after another after another, and it kind of goes down the line. That moment is really that moment really sticks out to me too, especially on the 4K TV because like it was so smooth and perfect, and it was like they were just gearing up for war, you know. And like that yeah. moment was so perfect. Means it's means we all need to buy 99 uh, <laughs> vehicons, like 99 of each. And just have the one general. So much yeah, for like, thing, forget that three rule. I'm just going to get 99. One thing I really like out of this episode is just when the generals are coming, you see the lights going down on the tarmac along with the music. Yeah, man. I like that squad pick. Like, they just, they rolled up like a squad, like a unit, man. Like, whenever we all go to conventions, like, that's how we need to walk through doors. <laughs> just uh, presentable. <laughs> we need to look like a unit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We should do that at TFCon this year. We're going to do that at RoboCon. Well, we're definitely going to be doing it at RoboCon. So Next thing you know, I fall down a flight of stairs. Dude, it's, oh, you got to come back. That's all the picture's going to be is Dakota next to me, pushing me down, flight of stairs, me halfway down, and Mike just laughing his ass off. <laughs> that's, the, that's the squad entrance. And Joe turning his head, just swirling in another direction. Uh, before before we move on to, to topics, though, Crytex Custom mentioned the sound, uh, the the score, the soundtrack rather for uh, Beast Machines. Amazing! Uh, like, oh yeah, absolutely, I absolutely and love it. It was great in Beast Wars too, and that's something that I wish we could get. Like, like in Japan, they released the 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 Japanese Beast Wars like theme songs and scores and stuff like that fairly recently, and it was on like CD. But I would love for uh, someone because mainframe's still kicking around. Um, I would love for them to just like maybe offer that up as like something to even buy digitally. Um, Man, I don't even want to talk about mainframe right now. Did you see what they do? <laughs> the reboot, reboot. I haven't watched it yet. It's on um, Netflix right now. Yeah, no. Safe to I, say there won't be a season two. I, I, yeah, yeah like they, they brought like people into it, and it looked very Power Rangersy. That's why that's the only reason I haven't watched it yet. But uh, I still plan on watching it. I may, I may. Do Were you that a fan one. of the old one? Yeah, dude, I loved it. Like, okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll watch this one then. No, man, Apparently, I've got to. There's a, there's a character in it that just makes fun of the old fans. Is like basement dwelling lives with your mom. Cheetos eating pieces of shit. Okay. Uh, thank yeah. you for uh, describing my life. Oh, I, perfect for you then. Never mind. Yeah. It What's the name of the show? Reboot. Reboot. I'll check that out. So, anyways, man, I'd love, ah! like, I'd love to, I'd love to not only, not only like Beast Machines, but Beast Wars, like sp- specifically, uh, the coming of the Fusors episode with like that, that kind of Western music. Like, yeah. I would, I would love to just have that. Just like I would, that would be my ringtone. Um, See, I, I, I want the, the one where Ravage transforms into cassette mode. Just that guitar shredding. Oh, just straight finger taps? Finger yeah. taps for days? Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's the same that they use for Black Ragnar every now and then, too. Ricardo, aren't you a guitarist? But that, uh, yeah, I am actually. Why it's don't been a you long time those, uh, those frets off? But no time like the present, my good sir. I guess so. That's man. That's the thing. Like, I wouldn't. I would want to recreate it. You know, I'd I'd want to. I'd want to. I'd want the original. That's that's what I would want. So maybe maybe uh maybe I wonder email if they ever get it on audio format like a like a cassette tape or a DVD because I know they do that for a bunch of shows. I don't, dude. I I don't think so. I don't think they did. Like, really, the only way you're gonna be able to find a uh, soundtrack or scores or whatever for Beast Wars and Beast Machines is just ripped from episodes where there wasn't any dialogue or other sounds. So it's, there's not really a whole lot out there. Well, and then some of them, you can still kind of hear dialogue in the background. Like, they tried wiping it, but it's just, you can still hear remnants of it. Yeah. So. All right. Let's get into some topics. We got two uh, kind of light topics, and then we got one very heavy topic, courtesy of Tyler. Um, Hello. Which I'm, I'm ready to get into. I'm ready to get into the heavy one. But uh, uh, our first topic is, what masterpiece reveal uh, would you least expect? For like for Beast Wars, obviously, uh, Mike. The least expected. Yeah, least expected. Uh, MP Beast Wars official, of course. Um, I thought about this earlier. Um, oh crap! I didn't forget. A uh, quick strike. Oh yeah, you think he'd be yeah. well? I think it's safe to say anything from seasons two and three are <clears throat> like probably off the table. I can tell you mine. All right, what's yours, Tyler? Fuck Inferno. Really? I think yeah. For the next one, I think yeah. He would be the the least, the least likely. That well, I think it'd be the least likely. Yeah, like it was. I don't know if it'd be a. Maybe it would be a fan favorite, but because it's, I think that one would be kind of like Rhinox too. I think that would be a bit pricey. Yeah, just because of the like the accessories and. I mean, you could say side or paint, sculpting, whatever, with all of them. But like the size, I think Inferno is going to be a big some bitch. And like that's yeah, the thing with these, the thing with these spiders too. Like, or uh, not the spiders, the insect uh, ones. They're going to be bigger. They're not going to be to like real world scale or even you know what I mean. So I think with Inferno especially, he's going to be a really high priced item, which kind of makes me worry that we won't see him at all. To be ah, completely honest. Maybe. See, that's the thing. He was simple enough. Uh, even even his on-screen conversions were all just simple enough. Like I feel a lot like of mass shifting there. Maybe a lot of it was his legs too. Like, right? Yeah. I mean, that contributed to his size. And like, like they're they're not they're not strangers to giving us fake pieces. You know, like obviously Black Arachnia's spider head isn't what actually turns into our crotch. You that's know? true. Yeah. You know, it's not just fake chests anymore. It can be just fake anything. So, um, mm. okay, that's interesting. Uh, Dalton, yeah. what about you, man? I'd say Loud Convoy. Yeah, like that. It's, I know that was be kind of like totally out of left field, and with the speculation you had about Big Convoy. Well, I meant like I... least what you would least expect. So you're most expecting Big Convoy. What? No. I'm just saying it would be totally out of left field for them to do that. 
Okay. See, I don't see them doing any of the Japanese ones unless they're just repaints. And I'll tell you why. Because I believe that the sculpt that they're going for right now is strictly from the American Beast Wars, from Mainframe Studios. I don't think that we will see the anime version. Like, I don't think they'll move on to the MPs of the anime stuff just yet until they have either finished or milked what they wanted out of the mainframe sculpts being Megatron, your season one cast, so on. Yeah. That's, I would say that's why it would be least expected. Like yeah. I, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Cause they're not going to make loud convoy smooth. Like the, uh, you know, these, no. these kind of CG rendered ones are like, I feel like he's going to have like sculpted, uh, hair and texture and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's, that's why like, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see why, like, you know, it would be crazy if that rumor was true and it was indeed Lyo Convoy and not Tigatron. But um that kinda that kinda brings me to to the one that I would least expect would be would be Air Razor. I feel like she would be the last one. Mm. Um, all the things considered. Really? Yeah, I honestly I honestly think that like you know, like I, I feel like it would be a toss up really, like a three way tie between her Inferno and, and Rhinox. Well, in the case of Japan and him. Yeah. Oh, like, true. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, like Tigatron's, you know, it's, it's an easy one. Um, engineering is, is done. It's just, you know, you need to make the new mold. Uh, yeah. I think Pterosaur would be popular enough along with uh, Waspinator and even Scorponok. See, I but think, I, I think Air Razor is more popular than Scorponok. I don't like, dude. I just, I feel like Scorponok definitely had more shining moments than True, Air Razor. But did. I think, I think Air Razor's moments were a lot moments were a lot more impactful. That's fair. Being with with, the, yeah. with her death with Tigatron, um, with the uh, the whole introduction of the spark and the history yeah. behind that. Like, I think, yeah. like Tig, like in the show for sure, Scorponok had some telling moments. But as far as like Transformers history goes. Air Razor is a for sure shoe in and if well, I, I don't really want to say like because I don't think America, North America would have a say in what Takara does. So I was gonna say like because of the female aspect, um, being a strong female character, but like if <clears throat> you know, I don't I don't know if that would even play a part at this point because it was yeah. male in Japan, right? So yeah, well, I think they even had like sort of a companionship in the Japanese dub. Um, <laughs> It, like it was a, uh, it was definitely like like of course they couldn't do away with the actual physical, um, like things that the two of them like did and share like between like holding hands and and like all the other stuff, but I think that like they were viewed to be like very close, very close friends like like the you know your cousin's roommate that he brings to Thanksgiving dinner, you know what I mean like that yeah. I think they were close like that I think that was kind of how they were they were sort of portrayed. Yeah, I think someone could someone could correct me, but um, Kabar, yeah, Kabar even said, uh, least likely would probably be um, Air Razor. He also brought up a good point on Inferno, they wouldn't really have to reinvent the wheel on his engineering, which I don't feel like they've done that too much with the, the Beast Wars masterpiece, like, like Megatron, they like all of them very similar to their originals. Um, except I mean, it for helps when the legs Dynamo. become legs and the arms become arms. True. 
Definitely true. And then the fact that they, they both have bug, bug legs hanging off of them. And see, with, uh, yeah, with, um, with Inferno, I think that would be different because quite literally his legs became his legs and his arms became his arms, and that's not correct. Right, time. but like, like the thing, like I can see at the very least is the arms and like at least the legs tucked up somewhere, yeah. and then those 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 uh, ant legs will tuck in in robot mode or fold away or you know do whatever whatever they got to do. But mm. I don't think it's <clears throat> necessarily too far off from how it would it you know go down. Like just looking at the original toy, it's very straightforward. I think I think to add on to this uh, discussion as well, I think right now with the way Takara's, I guess, vision is headed with as far as Beast Wars Masterpiece goes, this is the perfect time to jump in with Beast Wars Masterpiece versions of the comic characters, the Japanese characters, uh, Beast Wars 2nd and Neo, uh, Ascending and Gathering. This is the perfect time to give light to those characters <clears throat> because you, you, have, you have fans of characters that never got any limelight. Myself with Cyber Shark, um, others with like Polar Claw and and yeah, like like so on and so we forth. we definitely had you know Japan saw Polar Claw. There were some that they didn't see, like they didn't see Razor Beast, but they saw Randy. But they had Polar Claw and they had Survive. Um, right. I'm 100 percent down for the Japanese Beast Wars. Uh, characters getting the MP treatment. I would love it. I would have to literally sell off everything that's non-beast. So that way, like one side of my room would be completely vintage and the other side of my room would be straight masterpiece. Right. Um, But I I hesitate on that because you look at what they're doing with the G1 stuff. They have stayed strictly to uh, the, the the quote unquote shared, um, uh, cartoons like the 84 through 86 stuff and the only japanese Takara one they did was star party. saber because it was a fan vote Takara and third party takara oh i'm talking about third party oh man third, third party like i think third part this is the time for third party to do either oh, ja- even, maybe not even japanese but like comic characters characters that didn't see any light of day in any show like like i'm saying cyber shark k9 uh, yeah. Okay, Wolfman, I got you. So I got forth, you. Right? Razor Beast. I got this you. I thought. Beast. I thought you were talking like just, just to car. I was like, ooh. But no, no, you, no, no, dude, no. even then, like third party, co- like okay, they they did Overlord and Power Master Optimus Prime. Right. And like, I'm trying to think of any other like genuine Japanese stuff that they're doing. Rated. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yep. Really? Okay, so that's that's new. Yeah, and like, I know fans are doing that, and yeah. I think to be fair, I think the uh, like, an argument could be made that that thing is going to sell not because it's Raiden, but because it's Zeta. I think Zeta's name it's is Zeta Zeta and its dreams. Well, and it, like, like the the original Raiden is apparently so hard to find. Like, I think even the that knockoffs are too. you know are crazy, but. Man, like, dude, I'm out. Like, at, at third party, unless they're Transmetal twos and Transmetals to to go with my masterpiece stuff, I don't want that organic. I don't want the, you know, I mean, unless they can copy that aesthetic one for one, and it's, you know, it's not like sculpted fur. Which, like, don't get me wrong, I love the sculpted uh, fur and scales and stuff like that for like generation stuff. And and Rhinox or not Rhinox, uh, Dinobot and Megatron actually had the sculpted. 
scales in and like that's cool that's all well and good but if right. they're going with sculpted fur for the japanese stuff like like i wouldn't mind if takara did it but i don't know how much i would be into that from a, from a third party company right now i want their focus to be on masterpiece transmetal and transmetal 2 and if they're going to do something with some uh textures like that i want it to be uh silverbolt and quickstrike see yes and, like, that's and no because for me, all the characters that we didn't see, like, that's good for show characters, right? Mm -hmm. But for all the characters that didn't make it into a show, you mean to tell me that you wouldn't be happy with a third-party Transmetal 2 uh, Ramulus? Of course. Right. And even if it wasn't in the, like, our masterpiece um, aesthetic? Yeah, and see, like, that's, that's none another of those thing. Characters, that, like, it's, I'm it's... talking about characters that didn't make it into the show. Right. All the show but characters it's... are exempt. Right, but it's like I, I would I would have to see how they would go about it creatively. I would have to see what aesthetic they would take for that. Because like there's nothing I mean they can they can essentially go buck wild with it because there was nothing to base those off of. Right. Even, even, even the Japanese shows. There, there that, that goes that goes back to my base statement though, which is this is the perfect time to throw your hat in because listen, Dakota doesn't speak for all of Beast Wars fans. I don't speak for all the Beast Wars fans. Stasis Lock does not speak for all the Beast Wars fans. There are going to be fans out there that will dig fucking third-party Beast Wars no matter what. Chris being one of them, he's in it for new beasts. I know a dozen other people that think almost exactly the same way. And like personally, I could get down like if if Generation Toy would uh, stop wasting their time with some more G one bullshit, I kid. Um, but like if it, like if Generation Toy would start like continue on with the Beast stuff that they're doing and throw some Beast Wars characters into that pot, like in the spirit of that T Beast, yeah, the T Beast aesthetic, I'd be all in on that line. I could go for a Cheetor to go with that Primal. Or I think, stuff like I, think that. I would be in I would be in for third party at like Chug scale. Like masterpiece scale, that's I've I've always been a, a purist when it comes to masterpiece. Um right. so like like it for me to say like I wouldn't be in on third party, like like you know, right now with the current legends offerings, it's like transform element because they're doing something different and something that I want to see done more than another right. primal or, or another Megatron. Uh and uh, you know, like so. Even even if it's even if it's legend scale, like masterpiece is something I want them to hold off on. Like I've I've just I'm looking at the the G1 crowd who has, uh, you know, bought up their third party masterpiece and sold it six months later whenever a, a new one was announced or a new one was released from mm -hmm. from the official channel. And I'm just like I'm about a throwing my money away like that because they're gonna lose some value, uh, or b like recycling the collection. Like I I want to get something. And and have it as long term as possible. There are some recyclable things that I own now, um, but again, I want to get stuff to to own long term. Like I don't want to have stuff to just sell to get more stuff. Like I want I, I want an, an eventual end all be all. What are you doing with all that MMC garbage? Well, that's a uh, an end all be all. <laughs> There's um I, I have gotten rid of like Dalton. I think just bought two of them but mm -hmm. um you know like the, the end all be all is going to feature the djd and oh, it's going to have the much too. and what do i need to update his nickname to who me or uh oh no no no, no. he's he's uh, he's got me tomorrow so you gotta worry about it <laughs> so i got you dalton 
tonight if I'm lucky. Protect. Oh, ooh, even I may get surprised. <laughs> so. don't, don't expect it though. I'm not. I'm I'll fix this say he, he he paid you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cryotex Custom says even pre Beast form Beast Wars characters he'd like to see from <clears throat> from third party stuff. Yeah, I'm maybe a, not even masterpiece, but like I could I could get down for some pre Beast stuff. I'm in agreement with that oh, yeah. too. Like I would love those uh, IDW designs from yeah. the Sending in the Gathering. Like a pre Beast Razor Beast dude, sign me up. Um, yep. It would be Pre-beast like, man, I'm, I'm telling right. you, somebody needs to take my idea that I'm just throwing out there for any of these companies to, to grab, make a, you know, a standard buck uh, for smaller characters, regular characters, larger characters, supersized characters, right? You got a kind of standard, uh, maybe for the bigger ones, you give them a different sort of, uh, you know, maybe two or three different like transformation schemes, right? But you have <laughs> removable kibble, vehicle and beast kibble. Five millimeter ports, and super head. easy, and uh, yeah, and head obviously. Uh, but or like, even just the you face, could, you could do a razor beast and a rat trap from the same buck. You could also, from that same buck, get uh, bat primal, <clears throat> pterosaur, any any of the the traditional flip changers. Uh, most of the smaller guys could could share the same one or two base engineered figures that just has removable five millimeter portable uh kibble pieces uh and you don't have to go all out just something for uh stuff that hangs off their back and chest and then i guess maybe arms or or something like that you know whatever but for the most part the robot head stayed the same for razor beast between his vehicle mode and you could like you can repeat that like with uh, with with all like all the way up the different uh, scale classes and everything because they all had very similar uh, aesthetics, especially that 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 organic stuff. You know, mm-hmm. che- uh, robot ch- or yeah, robot chest as animal head was like eighty percent of them. You know, like <clears throat> until a company could and like and it's a it's a fun gimmick I think, and you get two for the like I would double up. I would be not buying doubles of those just to just to have them, you know, in, in both forms or whatever. Yeah, that could be an interesting idea too. Yep. And I do, I do kind of a man. That's a conversation for a different day. I was just gonna say, like the the whole price point for third party. I think, I like, I, like I said, I'll save it for a different day. I'll write it down. We can we can touch on it next time. All right, that's good. Yeah. Anybody else have anything they they'd want to add? I guess to a masterpiece reveal, you'd least expect. <laughs> Not that I could think of. We got way off that, but that's good. We had some uh, we had some healthy. Some healthy uh, flow. All right. Second topic. Uh, what are the first pointers you would give to someone who is starting to collect? Dalton. Don't get overwhelmed. That, that was that's... quick. Right off the bat. Well, because I've lived it. I was to say he probably lived it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, will, I will take, touch take on Take your that. time with it. Don't go crazy. I will I will touch on that that overwhelmed thing Dalton cuz uh like that happened to me at Botcon 2012. I walked into that dealer room with $3000 and I walked out of it with 200 bucks in my pocket. And Jeez. I I don't have the only thing that I have left from that show are the exclusives that I bought. What year was that? 2012. That was a uh, Classics versus Shattered Glass Dallas Invasion. Yeah. Dallas, yeah. 
Yeah, invasion. The that's the only thing. Like all the bullshit that I bought, because I went, dude, I went all like just everywhere. I went absolutely everywhere. Like I bought, like I think a few G one pieces. I bought uh, MP ten, MP eleven, and MP five. I bought. Uh, just just random stuff like i think a couple of united figures i take that back i have the primal and the megatron the united primal and megatron like that's that's it i bought some animated figures i don't have anymore i bought some energon cybertron figures i don't have anymore i bought some figure arts that i don't even have anymore like that that overwhelmed thing like that's 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 true man like that's that's number one especially like like i just look back on it now i'm like man all the stuff because because I didn't get anywhere near uh, what I paid for most of that stuff. I just wanted it gone, and, and I got rid of it all over time. But, I got a question. When you bought all that, was it more of an impulse buy or something you wanted at the time? Or you, that's a lot of cheddar to drop off. <laughs> one 90% of it was uh, impulse buy. <clears throat> impulse um, buy. Yeah. Because like, like, you walked in there and just lost your load. It, it really oh, was. Cause, like, that was. That was my first con. And – I like I made the dumbass decision of not even staying at the hotel. Like I, I stayed at a, at a Holiday Inn, uh, like a mile away that had a shuttle. Thank God. Um, even though I drove up for the show, but like I think I got like two or three empty boxes from Fun Pub just to put stuff in. But it's like like right. Captured Prey was the first booth. Whenever you walked in, and I was just like, oh, he's got all the masterpieces here. Oh, he's got United Megatron and United Primal here. Oh, you know, like. I just dropped, you know, money on all that. And that's, that's us prices for MPs. And you know what I mean? Like it was, uh, it was 100% impulse. Like I was just, I would go to the next booth and I was just like, I want that. I'd go to the next booth. Give me those. I bought the Revoltech, uh, transformers, <laughs> whole set of them at somebody's booth. Never even opened them. I just bought them. Like I, I, I had them for the longest. They were just sitting in a box and I was like, Oh, it's time to sell this crap. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a, uh, it, it was it was something fierce. Dalton, you got anything else you'd want to you want to add? That does pretty much it. Mike, what about you, man? After, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been going long you know, shows longer than you have, but I'm more the point of if you want to get into to it or into or what you want to do is to shop around. Like you went to this booth, bought it. What is this booth bought it? You got to make that initial circle. You got to. And even if you don't go to conventions, if you're doing, you know, online stuff, shop Co- around. Don't, prices, don't, yeah. Don't drop me like some of the stuff you told me. That, I mean, I'm still learning at 40 years old. You know, some stuff you're telling me, go to Amazon Japan. And I went over there. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch. They're really asking that kind of money in America. And, and them fuckers over there are selling it this cheap. Right, and so, it's not yeah. just that. It's like it's like Show's e Store, TF Direct. Like you're gonna you're gonna wait a minute on shipping from them, but you know with with those those Chinese sellers that that you know drop ship, um, you're man, you're not gonna find like third party stuff prominent prominently you know China stuff, uh, and even mainline retail if they offer it, you're not gonna find it cheaper anywhere else. You know, mm. like definitely definitely look around. Like unless like you just absolutely want it you know, early and first, you know, mm-hmm. that's. Or like but, you go to a convention, you buy everything almost at the first table. You know, one <laughs> thing I learned at the conventions was to walk around, find it, 
And then if I want it to hold out, then you wait till Sunday and you take the risk of waiting either to get rid, you know, for them to get rid of it or it'd be gone. You know, I ran that mm-hmm. a number of times. And then of course you'll find that one dealer is like, I'll just take it home with me. Okay. Yeah. And well, like that's, so, that's another thing I should specify. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't walk in there that Friday and just drop the whole wad at once. You know, I, I did, I did. It, well, it was over the weekend. It was Friday, Saturday and Sunday Okay. Uh, where I would, you know, I'd walk around. It's just like steadily watch the wad in my wallet or in my pocket go down to like, <laughs> to like nothing. I had, I had gas money left and I, dude, I, I, I made that trip and that, that hatchback Camaro. So I had a bunch of stuff like that Camaro was packed by the time I, and it was just like, like I, I can't even remember everything that I got, but I know I don't have it all anymore. You know, I was heavy into the classics line at that time. So I probably bought all the classics toys that I didn't have, you know, I'm kind of the same way, you know, I, I like, you know, I've unloaded a whole bunch of my stuff and, you know, here just as recently I've bought all the combiner wars all over again. Yeah. I had originally, I mean, and I see that's, that's something else. Like I want the G2 combiner war stuff now, stuff that I passed on at 40 and 50 bucks, you know, those sets. Now Did I want them. one off of me. I got the Minasaur. The Minasaur was the only one that I wanted, but now I want the okay. aerial bots and I want the Combaticons. But it's like, well, that's, you know, instead of, because I didn't want them then, I'm now paying, you know, uh, $100 more now. Dude, trust me, shop around. Shop around. Okay. I, okay. I, I found a G2, G2 Minasaur for 50 bucks. Right. So I need to shop around for a Computron, or a Takara Computron. Now you're that you're still to car yeah. you'll pay you'll still pay out the nose. That's for that's it. one of those like definitely don't don't sit and wait on those because they Hasbro all they do will, is, yeah. Hasbro you'll pay you'll you can get good deals on it. I mean just like a what was that one? The female com, uh combiner Victorian. One? Victorian. No, not that one, okay. the the black Mega, one. Mega, Mega Empress. Yeah, that one shit. I paid almost two hundred bucks for that damn thing. Wow. I wanted it, but I wanted it. Well, that I think that was the that was the retail on it was two hundred, and it was also a, a an exclusive. Uh, I think it was a Takaratomi Mall yeah, thing. LGX. Yeah. Speaking of man, like that Baldigus, I wanted to do an RID shelf with you know half original molds and then pepper in some some modern molds. And that Baldigus was one that I wanted to pepper in, but after seeing his prices, there's no way, dude. Like, I the only thing I could offer someone would be a slap in the face. Would you know, <laughs> like. It, it, there's just there's just no way like there's just no way I can pay the two to three hundred dollars that things going for. You mean a um, slap to their face, or it would be a slap a, in the face for the price that you'd offer? It'd be it'd be a slap in the face to the price that I would offer. Right. Um. And like that's just so I don't even try. Like I don't even try. Yeah. Uh. Real quick. Um. Sportimus he says collect what you like and don't get caught up in the rat race. Don't let message boards depress you from their negativity. Uh, you know, Ooh. the take complaints and whiners with a grain of salt. And those are all some very good first pointers because it's not just like finding your own internal uh, thoughts. It's also kind of going off of, you know, what other people are saying and talking about and doing, you know, just because it wasn't someone else's cup of tea doesn't mean it won't be your cup of tea. It's true. Yeah, point in case yeah, of the beast the... boys. <laughs> Don't listen to the hole. Oh, wait for the KO. No, no, that's a, that's a that's a different no. beast. That's definitely a yeah. way different beast. Yeah. All right. Well, my, 
Uh, let me go well, here because I haven't done it yet. Okay. Um, my advice to anyone just starting collecting: don't. <laughs> Is it yeah. For real, like think about it. If you're new to collecting, it's one thing to pick up something here or there. It's another thing to stop start dropping huge quantities of money on things that you really don't need if you're just starting. Take your time and enjoy the hobby. And by enjoy the hobby, immerse yourself in the community. Get to know your community. Because a lot of us are selfish cuts. We're self-loathing pricks. Like, and that, that's the harsh truth of it all. That's exactly what we are. We shit on everything. Nothing's ever good enough. So on and so forth. The list goes on. But before all else, prioritize. If you are not financially set in a place where you can afford this hobby, do not jump in. Not feet first, not head first. Don't even dip a toe in. So once you get the taste, it's hard to get out. It's like crack. But for real, if you can't afford it, don't bother. Because you will be ridiculed. You will be maimed. Like it, it before, really okay, right, before, before, we get, before we get too, too far into that, um, like I'll it's go true. ahead and, and, and give, give my – Yeah, I mean it's, it's true, but like just to, to round out this topic to get into the next one, <clears throat> um, my, my advice is take a moment to see what you really want the most. Like you, you're going to have probably three or four lines that you would want to, to get into. Right. Uh, you know, there's yeah. always there's you know whatever's current. You know, that's that's always a, a a go to for a lot of like new new collectors. Like, well, I found this on the on the on the shelf, and you know, it's early enough in, I can just get you know get all of them and start from there. Um, that's and, not really and a bad starting maybe, point now either. Maybe maybe do that to to kind of wet your beak. But once you like at, at this point, you should you know be doing the research to see what all is out there, what all you want. And my advice Focus is kind on of that. my advice is kind of opposite from Tyler. I would pick one thing that maybe would be the most the most difficult to track down, or like the oldest, or you know whatever, or just what whichever one you like the most, essentially. And then I would start with the most expensive piece and work my way down. Because you know, you can you you get that one very expensive thing, and then you get the next one, and then you get the next one, and then you now you can now you can buy topic. now you can buy two or three inexpensive ones for the same money you were saving and allocating for the expensive ones. You know, if you set right. that kind of set that monthly budget to that, then you know you'll make progress and you'll feel like you'll have a sense of completeness going line by line instead of just getting everything bits and pieces of everything all at once you know that's that's my advice you know start start at whatever line you think would be your absolute favorite then just start at the most expensive one and work your way down to the cheapest ones i'm also an advocate of focusing your collection but you can't you can't focus your collection without first exploring it what you like what you don't like what you can pick up what, what will be the inevitable phase life as someone, I'm sure someone from our realm of things has coined the term of, but don't like, don't be afraid to explore, you know, Transformers is, you know, that's not for everybody. There's going to be a collection out there for you. If it's something you want to pursue, like if you just like toys for liking toys, 
you can try pretty much bits and pieces of everything. Just know that when you do that, you need to be ready to accept the fandom for what it is, which can be, don't get me wrong, it can be great. But can well, also I don't be think, very I don't think to, to collect, I don't think you necessarily have to be a part of the fandom. There are uh, quite a few people that that have impressive collections and aren't anywhere near involved into the fandom. They, they're just not there. They maybe see all that stuff from afar and they're just dropping wads on on shit behind closed doors that no one knows about there are a lot of private people that collect um cryotex customs real quick says um buy the definitive version of a character you like the best like you don't need every optimus prime unless you're just really into that character and want to make a display uh and he also mentioned that he has a, a small shelf dedicated to just various hot rod and rodimus figures I'm just going to uh, go ahead and correct him and say primal. <laughs> primal is the exactly. one you're there's, on there's, And there's several of those out there. Uh, watch Beast Banging. Uh, so, yeah. Anyone else have anything they, they really want to add to that before we move I, on I to, just, to the heat, to the I fire? I agree. You just need to focus on whatever line interests you the most if you're going to stick but to a certain... But franchise. it's hard to decide that when you haven't adventured and found the one that that interests you the most. Maybe the one that interests you the most from first contact, like first impression. Right. And like, like like I said, I think a lot of people at that point that would be looking for collecting advice would, would already have their beak wet with whatever's in stores now. Okay. You know, like, but then, but then like, I mean, there's so many resources to show what all is out there from YouTube to fan sites. There's, there's just, there's, there's just, there's a lot. You know, to where you can That's essentially true. read up a review of a toy line and be like, well, this is for me or this isn't for me. Some Somebody out there may think the Minicon gimmick is the coolest thing ever. And they may want to go in on the whole Armada line because they just like seeing crazy, goofy gimmicks uh, with small robots interacting with big robots. Yo, and- real shit. Rest in peace to Wesley Huff. That was my man, man. And like he, he loved that shit, the whole Minicon thing. Yeah, like he wanted to see a whole line dedicated to that shit, man. Like, yep. that was my dude. Rest, rest in peace to him for sure. But like, yeah, no, like there are there are people out there that love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, know, but but like that's I mean that's 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 the point though. You know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, start from then and like you know that that's you know make that shit. Now, if you just like stuff to like stuff, uh, then at that point, like I said, just good uh, luck to you. Yeah, I mean, like at that point, there really isn't any advice to give. If you think it looks cool, get it. Um, yeah, that's shout out to that's deluxe. at that point. You know. Shout out to deluxe indeed. Yeah, yeah, deluxe man. Like he, he just loves all transformers. Like that's he. I mean, all of them. So if you I like all of that them, that dude hasn't been contacted to be on TV for his collection. It, if you like all of them, <laughs> then I think my advice still stands. Start at the most expensive pieces. Start working your way down. Yeah, <laughs> there's a star spring for everybody. Start at start think, at expensive think, flesh, easily obtainable. I think that works only if you've wet your whistle, though. And that, but like that's another thing. Like you're like most of these things, they're not going anywhere. Only really until you get into the realm of uh, exclusives and you know unproduced things like that's that those are the only instances you really have to jump 
Um, everything else is going to be around. So what if you got to pay 10, 15, 20 dollars, even 50 dollars more for something later on down the line because you were focused on something else at the time? Like yeah. that's, you know, don't don't get caught up in that. I mean, obviously it's it's good to, you know, anything current and going on going forward to just to kind of swoop that up as they come out. But and that's you know, if, stress you have to have your priorities in order. Right. Uh, you know, but like for to. you know, like for for mainline like like generation stuff, like I know so many people that went out and they man, they climbed over each other just to get wave 1 of uh of the new siege line. You know, same thing happened when wave 2 came out. Now you can buy I think both waves, maybe all three waves on Hasbro Pulse. And you can yep. get you can get all of it shipped to your house, all of it one go. Oh, and you're I'm in luck so if you bought something in February, because then you get free shipping. You know, like that's I've considered doing that just because like I still am interested enough in Siege, but not quite enough to pull the trigger yet. But I know if I wanted to, I can get everything, everything in one shot, free shipping, and I didn't have to go to 17 different stores or pay somebody uh dollar figure markup on ebay because they got to their stuff early yeah it's gonna be there and like i was i was actually i was in a toy shop over the weekend and they had siege sideswipe for 15 dollars five bucks under retail and i almost got it if i wasn't getting the g2 version i think i would have definitely got it i held it in my hand in robot mode and i thought maybe and i passed it i'm kind of regretting passing it because it did look like it was a fun toy but whatever i'm gonna get the g2 version Oh, Sasquatch. Yeah. So. And then you got that uh, Red Wing coming here soon. Yeah, uh, August, I think. I think it drops in August. So. It took them long enough to actually finally put that out. Yeah. So. We're getting that back in 13. Our final topic for the our final topic for the night, uh, fuck G1, is. That's the topic. Let's go. (laughs) Do uh do people and this this came from Tyler? Do people who can't afford the hobby deserve the hobby? We'll let him go first, then, since it was his. Yeah, idea. Tyler, take it away. I think it's circumstantial to a point, but I believe that if you cannot afford the hobby, no, you don't deserve to have the hobby. I think you need to get wow. to a place. I think I think you need to work for it. You don't. You're like, listen. It's it's fine to have a hobby. Absolutely. everyone's entitled to have a hobby. But if you can't afford the hobby that you're going after, you don't deserve it. You need to get to a point to where you do. And cutting corners is no that's no way to for me anyway to enjoy the hobby like everyone else who's worked for it. You don't deserve it at the end of the day. You're late like I asked this question to to Shattered Cast as well. And uh Robert's answer was probably my favorite because he's like you can't really like there's no application process for the hobby but if you you know if you collect knockoffs you're going to be labeled as a knockoff collector but right like his his words like like robert 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 d uh, resonated with me the most on on his answer because he was like you know if, if if you're if you're that guy that i'll wait for the ko guy that you know only gets the ko's of stuff and you know right touts it you know says well look at you you paid you know four hundred dollars for this figure but i got the ko for 50 like you are going to be in everyone's mind's eye mine especially which you know mine is the one that matters to me 
You're going to be a scum-sucking piece of shit. You're going to be scum of the earth. I wouldn't feed you to pigs. That's how shitty you are. Like, that's 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 Here, how big of a piece of shit. But, but that's not just because you're an elitist scum like to Takaro. Explain the reason behind it. Well, the reason behind it is it, it's not just like Takara isn't the only one susceptible to knockoffs. No, third, party, I'm, I'm, third parties are right, too. Right, right, and right. That's, I mean, that's kind of my thing. In extreme cases, extreme cases, like uh, we've, we've discussed on this show before, like when is, when is knockoff okay? Um, and to me, it's always been in different, you know, different decos, so on and so forth. But when you're buying straight up 1 1 knockoffs, you're, you're like, you're hurting, you're hurting the hobby. You're not you're not helping the hobby. You're not helping yourself because you're you're paying for someone else's stolen work, right? And the R and D isn't going. You know, like that. That's just not going back to to who's making it. It's 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 a scummy thing to do. It's stealing. It's promoting stealing. It's being okay with stealing. Um, and that's what like that's what makes you a piece of shit. And like a lot of it comes from that you know ko is okay mentality of uh well i save money it's my money not you like that's true it's not it's not my money like you do whatever you want to do with your money but like don't be mad whenever you're called a piece of shit for you know being a douchebag about it and that's where i that's where i get do they deserve it do they deserve the hobby because they're they're cutting corners to be a part of it they're cutting corners to you know try and enjoy the same hobby that you and i work really hard for our money for to put towards these pieces to support these creators um, in in making these figures for us and these artists and you know the whole shebang, do they deserve it because they're just willing to pay someone to steal it for them and sell it to them at a at a lower price? And that's where I say no, because if and like that's exactly how I said it. Two shattered casts was you know, it, and I I said it in a rhyme form because I'm super dumb, but it was like like I'm talking about your. You know your your fan bro price. The the guys that are way too cheap that always want they don't want you to make a buck off anything that you deserve to make a buck off because you know what the market's like. Your your wait for the KO guys, the guys that are too cheap to pay full retail because they simply just won't justify it because it's not worth that price to them, but they still think that they deserve it because even though they're not willing to pay the pay the cost of admission uh, to get it authentically, they, they want they want a participation trophy. And yeah, you're all around. You're all around cheap as fuck, average Joe. And that's exactly what it is. You're just cheap as fuck all around. And you, yeah, you just want a participation trophy. Do those that's, people deserve the hobby? No, I don't believe they do. That's not even like like everybody wants a deal. You know, to to think that nobody wants a deal is crazy. Everybody wants. To, wants well, right, right, right. Well, I'm just saying, like everybody wants wants a deal. Right. So. And, and, and like those people are out there. Like I don't think being cheap means that you don't deserve the hobby. It's whenever you condone theft, I think, is where you just don't deserve the hobby. Um, and then when you sit there and bitch about it too, like, <laughs> well, I mean, right? I, I don't. I don't even know what that argument was. What? Well, just, when, when you it, it, bitch about if the you price. can't afford it, you don't deserve to bitch about the price. But that's 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 another thing, like that whole can't afford it thing. Like that's not something I I necessarily buy. You know, it's like how many like what other things are these KO collectors into? Like I know a lot of them will collect like you know Marvel Legends and uh, various other things price pointed at you know fifteen to twenty dollars, and it's just like you know so this is the one thing that they're they're cool with skimping on, so to speak. 
Uh, and like, I just don't, I just don't buy that shit, man. Like even, even if you could only save up like 20 bucks a month, like you can still get a quality piece. You're just going to have to make sacrifices. You know, it's, it comes down to, do you want quantity or do you want quality? And like lately for me, it's, it's been the quality aspect. I want quality pieces and I don't want to go after, you know, how many siege toys are out now? Like 20 of them. Sure. 25 30 whatever ballpark. <laughs> yeah in the in the ballpark region you know maybe not even including the little guys but there's a bunch of them out there like i don't need a bunch of them i just want one that's really good one that i just or just one that i really like uh so i, th- I think that's that's a nonsensical argument for the whole well i couldn't afford this sort of thing um if if you you know if if you want to get into something else uh, look for look for another means of, of making more money or don't go out and eat steak dinners every Friday night. You know what I mean? Yeah, you make Dude. sacrifices for sure. You make sacrifices for the things that you want. That's fine. But that, that wasn't what my what my uh, what my uh, question was targeted at, though. Right, right, like, right, right. So- ultimately, ultimately, like if you if you if you simply just can't afford to support the products that come out from the manufacturers, distribute whatever, yeah, right. third party or Takara. If you cannot, if you simply op- saving up is always an option. If right, but even 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 in the event that you just can't save up, like this isn't the hobby for you. That's not to say right. you you know maybe you can't get into something else like the the I know like the trading card game would be super like low monetary entry level. What what do booster packs call sure. now? You know. Um, but that's- but you can not, still enjoy Transformers, I think, even sure. even without dropping a dime on it. But that's but, um, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like the collecting aspect, and I'm talking collecting, collecting high quality, high priced items like this. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to be super cheap and like the the whole Fambro coin term <clears throat> price thing that uh, they did on, I think it was four dummies or some shit, um, where they they were. Yeah, the Fambro price, where you know you feel like a sense of entitlement because you're part of some Facebook group or or whatever. Like, I don't like maybe maybe it's harsh to say that those people don't deserve the hobby because like they're still spending their money. They're just cheap as hell, and generally, I don't want to deal with those. I wouldn't. Yeah, people. I was gonna say I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far because like I've, but, I've I've come across you know that kind of character right. uh, where it was just like you know they they wanted something for next to nothing, and at that point, I just refused to deal with them. But if you have to cut corners to support your hobby it by buying KOs instead of just working hard for your money and earning that thing, then I don't believe you deserve the hobby. Are you entitled to it? Sure. Is it your right to have one? Absolutely. But do I think you deserve it? Absolutely not. I think everything in life is earned. I, I believe you earn the right to have a hobby. Um, and if, if you're not in a position that you can afford such hobby, I don't think <clears throat> you deserve to have it in the first place. Real quick, Chris Barnes in the chat said, uh, "I don't think they are a part of the hobby if they have to buy a KO." And like that's, Ooh. I mean, I think that's that's essentially like just yeah. a, a really polite way of saying like what we just said. Like if if you're if you're buying KO, if you're opting for you know for a one to one knockoff over an original piece, like you're a piece of shit. You don't you know right. you're not a part of this hobby. You're you're a part of uh, a theft. That. <laughs> So, right. uh, Mike, what, what what do you got to, to weigh in on this? Oh, I'm so glad you're letting me talk now. <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that being said, I will say KOs and third parties, in my opinion, are straight trash. 
That's just me. I agree and disagree with what you guys both said. I feel like if a person has a love for a hobby, they are entitled to it one way or another, but not through KO or third party. Maybe, maybe the, the, the very end of y'all's conversation, you did bring up like the trading cards. You know, there are different items out there besides buying a, an action figure or, you know, a deluxe or a leader class or a, a legend class toy. You know, there are card games. There are, um, Video you know, games. Remember video. Like video games. There were, um, what are they called? Uh, there were collector cards for like the movies, which I wouldn't base that much against anything. But oh, a, <clears throat> maybe even the you know DVD collections. You know, everyone's entitled to collect the way they feel they want to collect. Like the current con, like if you if you want if you just liked you know Transformers and Transformers story, like you could buy in on the current the current comic book right now that's still in its infancy, and it would have only cost you like ten bucks a month. Right. You know. I mean, you could there, do you, stuff like that. But I mean, if we're getting to the point. If we're getting to the point where we're saying because basic basically, and I'm not saying y'all are really saying this, but I mean the way I heard it is basically saying because you're too poor to buy anything that. You know, you don't deserve to be a part of this community. No, 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 There's, no, no. And we've even said, like, we didn't mean those people. Okay, I, I just not. Okay, I, right? Yeah, definitely, okay. definitely, like, yeah, definitely wasn't an, an attack on no, the. No, 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 not at all. Okay. Like, because no, even okay. poor people will work hard for what they what they want, what they need, right? Damn right, right we will. Damn right, we will. We're they talking are. about we're talking about the people that can afford shit, but decide not to. There like, are four of us because it's not worth their money. All and by that, the, I mean they they can't afford it. All four of us on the show right now are uh, granted. I don't really know where the the quote unquote poverty line is for Canada, Tyler. So I may I may not be speaking for you, uh, and and not to get into any of our own business. But we're essentially like riding that line pretty hard. But we we still have a lot of really cool shit because I'm below the line. Most of, <laughs> yeah, and most of and like and you're going to Robocon in a week or in nine days, whatever. And I, and I find a way to do it. But yeah, right. because you, but you, but you work for it, right? No, I yes. don't work. I have eight well, toes. I can't fucking well, work. Let me let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. <laughs> he yeah, made you made you the sacrifice. You made the necessary sacrifices. Yes. To you have yes. worked for it. Yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. But I let me let me put it to you like this. Right? Okay, instead of. You you worked for and saved money and did what you needed to to go to this con, correct? Correct. Would you instead buy a ticket somebody else made that would work just as well, but for a cheaper price if it was hindering the, the, the people that are putting on the con for you just so no. you could attend? No. Do you deserve attendance by taking the cheaper route and going the more um, uh, not uh, the more underhanded way? Going through theft, like by means of theft or undermining yeah, the original creator. Oh yeah, no. I'm sure. no, I know what he's saying now. Yeah, that's, just, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm okay. saying. It's Real not quick. so much that you can't afford it physically; it's that you can't afford it with your morals. Like your your character won't allow you to pay that because you're just too cheap of a stupid motherfucker. Real quick, I do want to touch on something that Mike said, and I am very, I'm very, very much in agreement with him on kind of sort of an aspect uh, like my, like, you know, again, it's just my personal thing. If there is an official alternative to a third party, I always opt for the official always. Yes. 
you know, like, and, and that's mostly like looking at the masterpiece stuff. Like you have transform element out there and magic square doing Optimus primes, but my go-to is going to be MP44, 100%, you know, $200 price difference, $300 price. It doesn't matter. My go-to is going to be MP44, the official, yeah. because like, not only is it the end all be all, but it's the end all be all, you know what I mean? Like, uh, no. not to say that those options aren't bad, uh, they're just they're just not mine. They're not for me. Um, I don't think you can compare third party to KO. You personally. you you really you can, but it's not quite the same. It's not quite as much of a sting uh, as something that's just like completely stolen. You know, at, at worst, it's just stolen ideas uh, on third party's part. Not exactly, because you have like look at Artist Alley. You have artist doing fan art of like cheat like the two prints that i got the cheetor how is he able to sell those two prints of the or the uh sorry the optimus and megatron how is he able to sell those because they're it's not his character he didn't create it but it's his interpretation and that's what third party is it's an interpretation by the designers of what that character would look like what that toy would transform like so on and so forth it's not stolen necessary it's more or less creative liberties taken by a personal designer. That's, that's all. That's all well and good too. But it's like there's there's also the people that do set up at those artist alley that have worked on the brand officially. There are people, you know, it's like like that's how they were able to do it. Like you know, at, at Botcons, Hasbro issued them a temporary, you know, weekend license to sell their art based on their characters. Granted, TFCon's not an officially run convention, and quite frankly. Right. Hasbro's not going to waste the time and resources it takes just to show up, shut them down and, you know, tell everyone that is is doing things and, and selling things that infringes on their IP to uh to cut the shit and get out. Like it's just but I don't it's, think I don't think you can I don't think that's an argument for fan art. Now, now for art, no. Like I like art art's different. I mean, art it's still that. it's still very much Hasbro's IP, right? Like it's still their their symbols, their their stuff. Um, I think if it deviates enough and those art prints that you got definitely deviate enough. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, well, it's just like the things that get licensed out, like the, uh, the non-transforming action figures or the statues. Well, no, because these artists aren't paying a license to, for, for like at these, at these smaller shows, whether they worked on the brand or not, they're still not paying a license. Art, right. I think is, is different if it's again, um, the way it's handled, but like, you know, third party toys, like that's, again, that's, that's more or less stepping on a toy company shoes and less, uh, is this art stepping on a toy company shoes? Cause the art isn't, um, but the toys are, I and, guess because they're not licensed to create those toys is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Based on that. I, okay. That, right. that I can see that makes sense, but that's, so. uh, well, okay. Yeah. That's not. That's not. Definitely not KO. Like they're they're definitely not the same. No, but I can yeah. see where you're, where someone may take an issue with it. Now it's one thing if they like take someone else. If an artist takes someone else's art, scans it, and sells it as their own, that's what a KO. Like that's KO. Correct. Yeah. Or right. if an artist maybe well, like there's like with art, where's the the line between uh, like stealing someone's idea. And the original piece, yeah, because like you know, I'm, I'm looking at like my favorite Transformers comic book covers 
have been the uh, the Justice League homage covers, like More Than Meets the Eye, number one, and I think number twenty one, like the the one where it's you know they got the cross arms and you know says want to make yeah. something of it, you know, like those but are those are not my technically just an homage. Yeah, like that's where I was saying, like like where's the line drawn yeah. between homage and and theft? Now I think somebody freehand, had, I think I think the line is freehand compared freehand, to freehand, yeah. You know, but it's like, what if, uh, what if someone takes, you know, took that cover of Justice League characters uh, and drew up that same cover, um, or someone else's art print, same pose, same, same everything, but it was, but it was their, you know, like their kind of artistic take on it. Like, is it just a, like, what is if it's got the same characters? Would you consider that like essentially a third party to that person's uh, original art piece? Would you can you know what would you what would you consider that as? You know, like I'm trying to think think of an example. Like I guess like like if you take and, and Tyler, you're probably not going to get this. If you take the cover of Giant Size X Men One and you have another artist draw it with the exact same cover, but in their art style, is that still an homage using the same characters? The I same think it is because of a different style. Because you're doing yeah. that. You're doing that. In a, in your own style, but you're homaging and honoring the original piece. Yeah, like I said, man, like two dimensional art, I feel is way different, you know. And is that is that original artists around still selling those those pieces, you know, all, even if it's at a higher price? Right. If you're if you're like, directly competing, then for sure. But I don't think third party has ever tried to compete with masterpiece, and I think that's why I guess fans they have the line so. Well, oh, like, we will look at the, the, the Optimus Prime battle royale going guess, on right now. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where it's just, like, at that point, you know. Ironically, that's your fanbro price right there. It it really is, the, the third-party stuff. That's, that's, that's your, fan your fucking fanbro fan bro price right there. Mm -hmm. Because you're not willing to pay the full price for the first one. So you get it as a, as a cheap... Oh, my goodness. I don't want to step on any toes, but that's... I, I can I can draw some quite some comparisons to that, but I have Dalton, a habit of derailing these conversations. I'm sorry. Don, what you what you what you uh, what you got on this on this topic? I mean, I'm starting to agree with you guys. Like, well, not really started, but I I do agree with you guys. All right, cool. So. Um, Mike Tyler, y'all y'all got anything else y'all y'all want to add to it? No, I'm good. I think. Like I said, like you know, at first glance, you know, it's it's gonna sound extremely elitist, you know, to be like, well, no, you don't. But it's, but I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of the truth, and it's just like, you know, you no one's twisting your arm to have a masterpiece collection. Um, no one's twisting your arm to have a vintage collection, like. There's 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 entry points. There are low cost entry points uh, to to buying stuff. And uh, I'm just gonna call you Juan in the chat. Juan in the chat said, uh, you know, he said I'm a bit simple. Buy what you like. If you end up with one piece of a different line, but you really like them, that's it. The hobby is for fun and enjoyment. However, responsibilities still come first. Um, yeah. And I like agree. that's that's a good you know like if you got shit you got to take care of, take care of that shit. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and and like I I don't know, like I, I approach things, you know, because like I have, man, I, I've spent dumb amounts of money on some pieces. Um, again, that gets into the exclusives and 
pre-production realm of things. But man, shout out to the realm. We've dropped them a few times and never hit anyone with a yeah, realm. Really have. Really so, have. Shout, out, shout out to Enter the Realm and those guys over the Facebook group, Realm of Collectors. Yeah. Speaking of, no one else has anything. If no one else has anything to add, we'll go ahead and uh, go through outros and shout outs. All so, right. Mike, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at Angry Mike. <laughs> Look at that Cookie Monster voice. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at Altinian CS. Tyler, you're up. You can find me all, everywhere at Daltinian's TFs. All right, good deal. And I am uh, Primal Sabbath. That's all Get out of here. You can uh, find me everywhere at Primal Sabbath. You're just a knockoff. So, oh, why don't you all gather around here and check out the Cool Table Network where you can see awesome shows like Shattercast Uncut, Enter the Realm, Toy Detox, Vega Bang, and Beers and Bolters 40K, Plastic Fanatics, Breaking the Mold, Nerd Rage Radio, Fresh Communications, Building Up to It, Verbally Challenged, and Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater. A couple other shows that we enjoy and check out uh, is Back and Forth. Tyler has his Tedious Podcast Network, which is like 17 different uh, shows on the same network. It's two uh, currently. Right, but it's I still... appreciate your enthusiasm. Correct. Let's start it's, one. It's always like a different. Well, that like that means we have to sit in the same room because that's how you do things on yep. uh, on that. So, oh look at that TFCon. Mm, I don't know. Like like what would we do? Like we would just do one one show a year. Why not? Anyways, you can also check out our boys at Blackout and Shout. Uh, also, our buddy Josh, friend of the podcast, who is also on Masterpiece Peace Theater, uh, does a show called All Queued Up. So if you are curious about uh, like streaming content. You can uh, check out All Queued Up. You know they they do you know cover uh, shows on various platforms. And I, don't, I don't think it's just limited to streaming exclusive things, but um, you know various things in general. You can also check out Off the Runner, which I don't think has had an episode in months. Um, you can also find uh, Clutch Bricks on the Dollar over there. Uh, he's also on Building Up to It. And there's also Cybercast, which myself, Dalton, and Mike are all a part of. And you can always check out Around 30 Minutes with my boy, Deluxe Baldwin. Uh, I think we have all effectively uh, made our mark over there at the Hell Hasbro Reviews channel. So uh, definitely go check him out. He also has a lot of really cool uh, topics and you know uh, discussions. And uh, I know Tyler, Dalton, and I have all been uh, a part of a few of them. So uh, real cool over there. And, of course, check out his floor time. But uh, with that, we will see you guys and gals next week. And thanks for stopping by.